Hello. Welcome. God damn it. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of Moose Mike. Today, we sit around our own little lovely media table to discuss the event known as the DC fandom. Talk about what we liked, what we hated, what we loved, what we disliked. Not in that order. I don't have any more to say. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting. You, you had I something. Faded breaths here. Uh, I thought I had something. I really did. Anyway, my name is Arthur, and today I'm joined by my co-host Rodrigo. Hey, dudes, how's it going? And Stafford. Bonjour. God damn it! I was sure I had something there, man. I was sure I had something there. I was ready, and then just nothing. Anyway, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys? I'm doing okay. Can't complain. You know, good, good old average day. Good old average day. Yeah. With the space ghost. Yeah. Chilling, chilling with my boy space ghost over here. Yeah. Yeah. We like, I mean, it's quarantine time. We all had to get roommates to pay for yeah. the rent. Yeah. Work being slow and all that. So I have King Shark with me. Oh, there you go. Rodrigo go get Gal Gadot. And I, I, think, I think Rodrigo got the best deal. Honestly. Excuse <laughs> me? Excuse me? Yeah, actually, King Char was kind of like the highlights of the show. For, the uh, for, for our audio viewers, we have another visual gag on the video program that you should watch. You should go watch the video version of it. Thank you. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like, you guys, like, if you guys can listen to it on Spotify and all the platforms that you want, and later you want, you can check it out on YouTube if you want, like, more context. And well, well, why don't you guys run both? You have, like, a Spotify going. So you turn, what you do is you turn on Spotify. You turn on the YouTube yeah. video at the same time, and you turn off the video on the YouTube, the audio on the YouTube. So you have the audio from Spotify on the high Spotify quality. We're, we're just mining you. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. Why don't Why don't we just skip to the chase and just everybody? We're gonna release a PO box address. If you could just send cash, <laughs> that'd be real great. Like we just really that's it's you know COVID's been a tough time. We we just we really we really appreciate your support here at Shindad Media. Um, That'll be $100. Uh, I was actually thinking about this, man. If we had a budget for this program, I would actually spend my money buying King Shark gear from Amazon. <laughs> and the idea I had, if I had the money for it, I wouldn't have the background. I would just deck out my room in King Shark, like a King Shark poster, like a, a King Shark yeah. puff toy in my bed. You know, like do that, man. One yeah. day. One day with a budget for those. Don't, don't worry. Games. Your senpai will notice you eventually. <laughs> Your trick boy, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, as mentioned, we're going to be talking about the DC fandom. Oh, yeah. And DC fandom. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we can talk about you guys sending us money later. Let's talk about what's important. DC! Because they're back, baby. Or they're trying to be back, at least, what they say. Well, I think uh, it's really interesting that, like, behind, like, we didn't record the last couple of weeks. But in those couple of weeks, like, DC has made, like, the biggest downfall, but also, like, the biggest highlight of, like, the recent times, you know? Yeah, they got a lot of firings in their actual comic book department, which is kind of scary. Like, I, w- I personally wasn't worried about movies and video games, because I knew those were going to come out anyway. It's comic books they're kind of worrying about, but then I don't read comic books anymore, so maybe... I no, but like, but even if you don't, if you don't read comic books, like a lot of like the animated material are, and even like the live action stuff, like comes from those said comic books, you know, yeah. like and and most of the crazy stories are developing those comic books that you're mentioning. So like the fact that we were about to see like the, well, I don't, I, I don't know if like we were about to see the disappearance from the comic books, but just like seeing like all these people getting fired and all these stories like. Mm-hmm 
getting halfway done like it's kind of like disappointing yeah, yeah. but there then like a, you get with dc fandom and it's like what the fuck is going on yeah before right. the fandom event there was a, a very prominent hollywood reporter reporting which you can look up for which spelled doom for the end of dc as a comic uh, enterprise saying that they won't do any more physical release any more new physical releases their new comics will all be digital the only physical releases they do is reruns and uh, volumes and special editions of already existing comics. Apparently, a call from directly from AT and T, wow. which is now their parent company. Yep. Yeah, it's it's yeah. tough times in the comic book world. Yeah. Well, and the thing too is, and and I, you know, I mean, yeah, like it's especially talking about that point of like even people who don't read comic books, right? You're asking yourself, well, why does the comic book industry matter to me? That's that's just a bunch of greasy nerds who read comic books. Uh, as I raise my hand as a greasy nerd who read com- who reads comic books, um, <laughs> but I think really what comic books are is they're a testing ground for some truly unique and weird stories. Like, yeah, there's there's you know trades which are usually a bit more just kind of run of the mill superhero stuff, but there's a lot of really really interesting uh, other verse stories and side stories or just stuff in the DC Comics universe that are spinoffs that you know you look at. Just, I mean, really just knowing kind of Hollywood in general, right? They're not going to take a risk on a multi-million dollar film, but on a comic book that honestly, I don't know how expensive they are, but I imagine less than a film that requires, you know, how many thousand people in the whole process from pre-production to distribution. Let to- me introduce you to the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, no, but I actually think like the stupid argument that Arthur is making is true. Like if, if the Suicide Squad wasn't like, an attempt made by the comics and then like mm-hmm. going after different storylines as Stafford is mentioning like that, that's why I hate like when people like go and criticize like these movies like straight away when they start seeing like trailers or behind the scenes and there's they start saying like oh they're matching together this story with this story or oh this didn't happen in the original storyline or something it's just like well yeah it's, it's kind of like revisiting like those storylines yeah. and, and adapting them yeah. in order and, for it to make sense and appeal to wider and, audiences and, 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 I, and i go even farther than you rodrigo i'd say the suicide squad movie wouldn't happen if the Guardians of the galaxy didn't have a comic book that was made into a movie by marvel that was a huge success making dc want to make a suicide squad movie so you know Mm, yeah, we, we can discuss that when, when we get to the topic of, of Suicide Squad with James Gunn. But, but, but sure. let's, let's talk about Wonder Woman. Let's say the first one on our list here that we want to chat about. I'm going gonna, gonna to raise my hand really quick and say that I'm an idiot. Sorry to our guests, but I'm going to fix that so that it's actually readable. <laughs> uh, What'd you do? I just, I just unflipped my screen so that now Space <laughs> Ghost isn't backwards. That's, that's great. So uh, real professional podcasting here. Well, anyway... Uh... <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so, uh, go so Gadot, Gadot, huh? And, and, uh, Wonder Woman, 1984. You have Cheetah, and uh, the yeah, guy but, is back, I guess. But, uh, but Cheetah looks undone. Like that. That's why in that. I mean, trailer, it, like, I mean she she's in the shadows most of the time. I mean, it's Cheetah though. Does, she, does Cheetah ever? I never liked Cheetah, the super villain. I gotta be hundred percent honest with you. I think she's a cool villain. Like actually, the thing is like. I, I, I kind of don't want them to go like it doesn't look that way right now, but I don't want them to go like the full cats route. Full cat route, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I know she's an animal. Well, no, she's not an animal. Like, she, she obtains like the spirit of the cheetah or whatever, and she becomes kind of like a animal mash woman or whatever. But it's still like she's naked, you know? So, like, it's kind of like. <laughs> 
awkward to see like a naked woman cheetah walking around. Man, so the, sorry if I'm not being that progressive. Like the, the, fir the first thing I thought about. Dare you? First thing I thought about <laughs> it when I saw Cheetah was like, wow, guess James Gunn couldn't get her for Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, but but sure. Like the the thing is like we we cannot comment a lot in the CGI or or the. The actual footage, because most of the stuff, as, as we mentioned, like is in the dark, so like you cannot say like if it looks nice or if if it's look like like a flow or something like that, you know. Hmm. Yeah, but like let's talk about like I I just watched a trailer uh, five minutes ago. I, I I what can you you missed an episode of the movie? You missed something. Cause I saw Cheetah. I saw Wonder Woman. I, uh, the thing uh, is, like, from the from uh, all the announcements from DC fandom, like, I think Wonder Woman was one of the IPs that we have seen mostly. And, and in fact, like, if I remember correctly, like, Wonder Woman eighty four, like, should have been released already this year, but COVID yes. happened, right? Was so, delayed. like, it's not like we're getting a lot of new footage, but still, like, just for example, for me, I think one of the cool things about wonder woman nowadays is that she's like the only one from the trinity of the superheroes like superman batman and wonder woman that made her own movie be a success during the um dc shared universe you know and, and that's like a good testament about how we're moving as a society and also like the the power that wonder woman has as a hero you know i mean it, it does help that her movie was like a good movie <laughs> Like no, the, Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman movie was good. It was a freaking great movie. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, not having Zack Snyder's name on that movie helped a lot, personally. But, uh... I mean... In, in I, the movie, and I say that because uh, the movie was good, right? It didn't, like, it, just like Shazam, it didn't follow the we have to be dark and adults now that DC was trying to sell with Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, and uh, even a bit of Justice League. It, they're going back to the new Justice League. But it was just doing its own little thing. And I think it worked same as Shazam. And apparently the Flash movie is following a similar route now. I think yeah. in general, like, the, just having, like, I, how can I say it? Like, if we go back a couple of years ago, like, there was, for example, the movie Ant-Man that was going to be directed by Edgar Wright. Like, for me, it's one of, like, the biggest freaking, like, greatest movie directors from our day and age, you know? And just because of creative differences, like didn't come into fruition. Mm -hmm. So, and, and you still in in the end product, like you can still see some of his ideas come into fruition. But the thing is, like with Marvel, like you kind of like if you see one, you have basically seen most of them, except if the if the Russo brothers direct one, because or James they, Gunn, they, or James Gunn, because yeah. they give it like their little twist or something. Yes, yeah, so that has power in Marvel. Exactly, but the, the thing is like. They're kind of like hiring mercenaries in Marvel just to do their biting and that's it, you know? With DC, like, I think this kind of like initiative of like having somebody like James Wan directing Aquaman and Patty Jenkins directing Wonder Woman, like having different minds and different like, kind of, it's basically like having a, a, a comic book uh, kind of like oriented kind of thing, yeah. you know? You have different writers, different like uh, uh, artists in this case, different DOPs, all this kind of stuff, and giving different looks to these kind of, like, characters because the thing is, like, each character is different and each character has different stories so, and different vibes, you know? I, I agree with you, actually. I just want... I don't know... I don't, I don't know what goes on in Marvel, to be honest, because Marvel is really good, especially on the beginning, at picking directors 
they're more like they're, they're working directors who are lesser known. So the Russo brothers were lesser known before Marvel. James Gunn was lesser known. But they were working directors. They had movies. Uh, James Gunn re- wrote all the Scooby-Doo movies. He wrote his own bizarre little Adam and Juliet, Tromeo and Juliet, his PG-13 porn movie that he made as well. Yep. And then the Slytherin, which was like his big directorial debut and super that he did. And then he got him to do Guardians of the Galaxy. And they do get the, and then they just like, they let him do his thing with Guardians, right? With like, it's, that's the strange thing. Cause like most directors clearly have directorial problems with Marvel, but they do give people chances, right? They, they let the Bruce Russo's make Winter Soldier into a spy thriller. Yeah. And they, and they let James Gunn do the Guardians movie. It's the way they wanted to. I'm not sure if it's just because those personalities were more push, pushed more for that other than the others, but then knowing Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright would have pushed to make his own movies. He wouldn't just left if, you know? So it's strange, but I get what you're saying. I agree that like in hindsight, if DC keeps going with these movies with like completely different styles and, but well-made, I feel like it's gonna be a lot better than Marvel when you look back at it, right? Cause you're gonna have this huge plethora of different movies they have, which are all unique and on their own, instead of being the cookie cutter of a Marvel movie with the Joss Whedon dialogue. Yeah, because even even right now, like supposedly this year we were going to get like the Eternals or something from Marvel or something like that, right? Uh, with... is, is, is the Eternals their names? I think it's the name, the Eternals. The one with Kit Harrington. Yeah, I think with Kit Harrington, Salma it... Hayek, like it had like an amazing cast. But even with that, with that kind of like premise of having like such renowned actors joining the MCU, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like done. At the, or, or not done. I'm, I'm kind of like tired of Marvel movies yeah. because also like Endgame set like the bar too high, you know? Yeah. And just to set up like a whole different event for like 10 years down the line, I don't know if I'm able to like yeah. go, put myself through it, you know? But That's, Unfortunately, yeah, there's, there was a lot of... Um, I think too, honestly, part of what makes those things so sweet and part of, I think, what's happening, what we're seeing with DC as well, um, at which I... Or at least I hope because uh, it, was, it was one of my complaints earlier on with the DC cinematic universe is Marvel put so much work into that big hype for Endgame, right? And the problem is now like, you know, the, the curve has gone up, 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 up. We've hit that climax, but now, you know, they're, you know, they, they can't now suddenly go back to before and say 10 years from now, you'll be back there. Well, right? in- the audience isn't going to accept that. And, and DC mm-hmm. kind of tried to jump into halfway up that curve and and what a shock like people were you know kind of said well we're we're not there yet and now that now it seems like they're kind of taking a minute to say like well no we do need to invest a little bit more in these characters before we just jump straight into the justice league when there's only been you know but also contradicting myself marvel marvel fatigue is a very real thing yeah but but also contradicting myself like we're saying that because we're the generation that grew up from like the iron man to endgame so like that was kind of like our storyline so probably like ten-year-old kids or something are growing up with like Black Panther. That's and good. Yeah, like maybe we are not the target market true. anymore. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, like probably like the next event is going to be like New Avengers, and they're going to have like Galactus or something, and it's going to be like T'Challa, uh, Captain Marvel, and all all those my, guys. My, my thing personally is that I can't, I couldn't care less about any new characters. Like I feel, like I'll be honest. Like wow, Captain, tell me like, how you really feel. Like Captain Marvel uh, was okay. I, mm-hmm. T'Challa, he was a great character in Civil War, 
Yeah, but Killmonger was like. But on his, but, his but, but, but on his own movie, he's got overshadowed by Killmonger and wasn't. Uh, he was the least interesting part of his movie. Paul Rudd is cool. I'm not sure about Ant Man, but Paul Rudd's cool to watch. So I guess him. I like Spider Man, but then I'm not allowed to play him on Avengers, so I don't like him anymore. So fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, like uh, like who like who like. Horribly. Bringing it back to DC, Doctor, Doctor, because yeah, okay, it's a, it's because I think like we're, like this is becoming like Marvel this is, fandom. This uh, is a DC fandom show. Yeah. Wonder Woman, eight, 1984. Yeah, but, dumb. What else? No, no, no. Well, but the thing is, like going into that topic, I think it's something really interesting that a lot of people were making comparisons to Wonder Woman, like and the structure that these movies were going for with uh, Captain America, First Avenger, and then like well after that he went like straight to winter soldier but like the cool thing about wonder woman is that we're seeing like her evolution to, throughout like the decades Which, until yeah. we find her yet again in batman v superman and after that justice league uh, yeah. and and just like talking about the whole thing of uh of different stories different vibes i think something really remarkable is that in one of the conferences for dc fandom is that they mentioned that they're really open nowadays to make like multiverse or elsewhere stories as a own separate thing like just like joker just like the new batman that we're going to see and it's just like it kind of like they don't care about doing like this massive event of like justice league yet again at this point but it's more about like getting to know these characters just as stafford was saying you know i don't know about you guys but like i as a comic reader on dc i never cared about the justice league the same way i cared about the avengers right when the avengers broke up for civil war the first time that was kind of a big deal but i don't feel like justice league would have the same effect because the most interesting justice leagues the most interesting dc comics for me weren't the justice league ones it was the solo ones it was batman tower of babel it was superman under the red sun you know it, it was the individual stories, I feel like, were more interesting than the actual ensembles mm. on DC. The, the thing is, like, for example, in my case scenario, is like, I grew up watching the animated series of, like, Batman, then Superman, then, like, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe I was not so familiar with the comic books, but also, like, the animated kind of thing took a lot of things from the comic books. And yeah, that was right. pretty cool because later down the line when I met the comic books, like some of the concept I, I was like, oh, so I, I have something to tie this down, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but about what you're saying, like, I think, yeah, like the Avengers is a big deal because, well, they, they are the Avengers, you know? And like the thing is like the Justice League kind of like lineup keeps changing and keeps like growing and growing and growing. I mean, so does the Avengers, actually. The Avengers are also like, but always like they kept it to like a notch you know like with the avengers with just like for example just like saying about the freaking justice league unlimited like it was that it was like an unlimited justice league where every superhero was pretty much like part of the justice mm-hmm. League. so well, uh, and I, specifically I, referring to the animated series uh, and probably just again as we're sort of discussing differences i guess specifically with the justice league um previously it's been uh kind of yeah in a, in a way almost like monster of the week hero of the week in a sense if i recall those cartoons were you know every new episode would kind of bounce you around um as far as like sort of what each hero or heroes were doing at any sort of given time and more often than not most of the episodes weren't actually the whole justice league it was about members of the justice league and then every once in a while they would have an event that would pull them all together but that would be you know like for a season finale or whatever yeah but like Uh, and also what you mentioned arthur about like Oh, I'm more interested about like the solo stories than the actual Justice League storylines. Like it makes sense because like just comparing, for example, the Avengers, a lot of the a lot of the villains they share it within their universe, 
except for Spider-Man that has like pretty much his own rogue villain gallery. But for example, if we look into the DC side, like Superman has his own like villain gallery, like Batman has his own yeah, villain gallery. Yeah, they don't cross over a lot. Yeah. So it, it kind of makes more sense. In which, that. which goes back to the original mission of Marvel when a company, when they started, Stan Lee wanted that. They wanted the heroes to share their villains. They wanted to be like a, a world with, with heroes and villains that interacted. So that always was kind of the end goal for Marvel since the beginning comics, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I just don't agree with the thing that you've mentioned, Rodrigo, that like Avengers is kind of stuck and it's like the same team where Justice League is alternate. I kind of see it the other way. Because the Avengers, like up until the the Marvel MCU, the Avengers was like a, there was ne- there was no fixed Avengers member. Uh, Iron Man, Captain America, they weren't fixed. There was like they, there was different lineups with completely different heroes. Yeah. Where Justice League, I personally see it as Batman, Superman, and friends because it's always Batman and Superman and their friends. No, like th- th- I was not trying to refer to that. You know, like I think Justice League in general. Like and I think we're talking so much about Justice League before even getting to the Snyder. Yeah, it, we, we clearly like, have a lot. We clearly uh, have a lot to talk about Wonder Woman, right? But uh, <laughs> we clearly, yeah. we're big fans of that. That trailer really took our breath away. Uh, no, the thing is, like the, the mother. Let's talk about the mother iterations of both teams of of Justice League and also like from Avengers. Like let's say from 2000 over to like right now 2020. Like most of these teams, like both Justice League and also like uh, Avengers, like they have kind of like fixed lineups within their main team or something. Like Justice League is pretty much Superman, uh, Batman, and Wonder friends. Woman, friends. and Friends. Yeah, yeah, like Green Lantern, Flash, like all one, all, like one of the Green Lanterns, one of the Flashes, maybe yeah. a Robin, maybe and, uh, Cyborg. Uh, and yeah. and Avengers is pretty much like Captain America, Thor. Um, not even Hulk. It's like Iron Man, and just like they start adding up. So I think like, I'd say not even Thor, to be honest. <laughs> well, during the Civil War, kind of like storyline, you know, like kind of like space that he was like left out or whatever. He not wasn't Thor. there, yeah. Yeah, he was. I there. think I think Thor was one of the original. Was one of the original Avengers from like way back, I believe. So yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think the original, Hulk. I think it was the, him. Hulk. I think Wolverine was one of the OGs as well. Spider Man. Yeah. I th- I think it's a store of Wolverine, Hulk, and Spider Man was the original right. one of the original Avengers lineup. So no Captain America, no Iron Man. They're really more of a modern thing because yeah. of the MCU and because of Civil War specifically. I would say more more than the MCU Civil War. If I if I them. remember correctly, like the original lineup was um, Hulk, Iron Man, Ant Man, the Wasp. Ant Man and Wasp, were, yeah, that's true. And I don't remember the other one. Like, I think, did I mention Thor? Yeah, right, Thor. And then, I like, think... a, a couple issues later, like, Captain America, uh, uh, Captain America joined. Oh, yeah. It was no, pretty much like uh, that. Yeah, no, the original, so the original lineup for the Avengers, the Earth Mightiest Heroes, according to this Wikipedia article I'm reading. <laughs> the, the <sighs> biggest, Very like, incredible. The, Very the, incredible. The, the uh, trusted swords. It was uh, Iron Man, Wasp, Hulk, yeah. Thor, and Ant-Man. There you go. I had Captain, it right. Captain America is discovered on ice on issue four and joins the group after they revive him. So yeah, no, they were. They, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, they were always part of the original team. I don't know. I got Wolverine and Spider Man out of that. Uh, I think you're mistaking it for the Fantastic Four lineup that at some point it was uh, okay. Wolverine, Spider Man, and like two other guys. Uh, I don't remember who. Mm. But but yeah, so Wonder Woman really really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah we're talking yeah, a lot about Marvel and this DC fandom. Yeah, podcast. no, great tra- I, 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 guys, we gotta we gotta move on. <laughs> gotta well, so I mean, that's there's something, about, saying, there's something about Wonder Woman that's making. 
talk about Marvel. I think, we gotta move honestly, on. that's about that's about what we can say about the the Wonder Woman trailer is that unfortunately we just didn't really have a whole lot to talk about. I felt kind of just sort of like, all right, this is more superhero blah. Yeah, no, and I know is. how this is going to end. Like, <laughs> okay, unfortunately, yeah. anytime you do a prequel, there's a little bit of like, all right, by the end of this, she's going to go back to not being a hero person. Uh, Chris Pine's character is going to not be alive still, or or he's going to have like aged and died before the next movie or whatever. Like, some something is going to happen that Chris Pine is no longer around because he yeah. wasn't around in Justice League, um, or super or Batman v Superman or whatever, right? Like. I think they're the, sort of they have to find a really they have to be really careful not with the stakes of the movie because if the stakes in any way are personal for Wonder Woman then we already know how it's going to go like the stakes have to basically be outside of Wonder Woman's character yeah. because we've already seen her character 30 years from now in the movie yeah I kind of feel like it's exactly like it, the, the drama needs to be on Cheetah needs to be on Chris Pine needs to be on I these think period the, characters the whole thing was is going to be mostly Kind of like because if I remember correctly, in Batman v Superman and in Justice League, like we see Diana more kind of like disappointed with humanity in some yeah. sense, right? So I think like this movie will uncover like what happened in order because also like the villain is Maxwell Lord or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. he's more like a human base rather than Ares and like the superhuman is Cheetah or whatever. So I think he's going to do something uh, in order. Me, excuse me, the term is metahuman. Meta. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Meta human. Uh, yeah, like I think this guy is going to do something in order for her to lose kind of like that compassionate being that we saw in uh, Wonder Woman one or something. Mm. But but yeah, l- let's talk about Justice League and the Snyder Cut. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's gonna be an okay movie. It's not gonna be bad. It's not gonna be great. It's gonna be Wonder Woman. It's gonna be okay i guess it doesn't seem same cool. wonder woman time same wonder woman place let's talk about cider cut let's talk and about cider cut and using hallelujah on your fucking film trailers god damn it <laughs> I, oh, that how was pretty, fucking how fucking dare you that was god. a pretty poor pairing like i did not feel like that god audio matched what was happening on screen no it did not all. no no but wait like he did it because of his daughter right i guess he did like, I don't know. I don't know his you reasoning. You should give him props to that. Like, I, 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 don't, I didn't know that. I, actually, I don't know the reasoning why he used Hallelujah. I just know that I just watched that and I was like, man, I hope no one ever uses Hallelujah again in the trailer. No, I, I think that, like, and I cannot confirm, but I think the reason was because of, like, his daughter and everything that happened because of the Justice League. And that's why he used it yet again in this, like, Snyder Cut uh, trailer. So I have just one question. Yeah. W- 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 I want to know what Snyder fans do that they get everything they want despite all the odds being stacked against them. Like, I don't understand. They got the Snyder Cut. Poor Ben Affleck is back, being Batman. Yeah, but it's just for the Flash movie. But he's back. The guy said he was never going to do it, but they got him back. Like, is there a ritual that we do? Like, we do we... Do we well, so, it, it, like, is harassing and bullying Warner Brothers the way of getting our thing? Like, should I just bully Marvel? Until they give me my Thunderbolt movie? Should no. I just be sending head mail to Kevin Feige or doing his, You know? To be honest, like, I really like uh, Zack Snyder movies. Like, I know they're not the best or they're not, like, peak cinematography or something, but I really enjoy his kind of, like, style of directing and, like, the kind of story that he wants to tell. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think it, 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 just, like, watching that trailer and seeing, like, his original vision coming to fruition that whether you like it or not, it's a cool testament to like say 
man, like at least something he got done, you know, like at least his original story, maybe he will not close down because of course he had like all these years plan ahead of like doing the dark side war and all this kind of stuff. But at least like you can see like the original cut that he intended because be, before the tragedy that happened and before like just we don't came in and say like, what Justice League? Well, let's make it the Avengers. Why not? I mean, yeah, that's literally the guy that wrote and directed the first two Avengers movies. <laughs> And has been doing the same thing for the past 20 years. And he does it well, just not in the movie world. Well, also, like, you, you have, like, seen a bunch of, like, Joss Whedon content recently. So, yes. So you can, you're a guy to talk about that. Yeah, no, I can talk. Like, Joss Whedon's great at TV shows. He's been popularized in Monster of the Week format on TV shows. He's off. Firefly's good. Buffy's amazing. He's pretty good at doing TV shows. I don't like his movies. Keep him away from movies. Keep him on TV. Well, I'm I not a fan. I think something that really amazed me from this trailer of the Snyder Cut is like there's a bunch of scenes that it was original in the original original trailer from Justice League. Like just seeing like Jason Momoa taking his chair off, like going to the shore and all that kind of stuff. Like that was meant to be in the first movie and that didn't appear in the final cut. And then like it's coming back in this new Snyder Cut or something. And there's a bunch of stuff like that we didn't saw in the in the final stake of the movie. So, like it's, literally, like those four hours is four like, hour long. It's, it's, it's like a whole different movie, a whole different thing that we yeah. haven't seen you. And for so the record, the Snyder cut is going to be four hours long. Oh yes, four maybe as, as a, it's going to be four hours long, but they're going to split it in like one hour episodes or something like that. In as I was saying, I want to know. I want to know what Snyder fans do to get everything they want. Uh, for so the they, record, are they shooting new footage or is it all? They're making digital. Oh, they're no, digitalizing. No, no. It, okay, they're not shooting anything. Uh, new. It's all. Like... It's all just cut. It's the cut, right? It's a recut of a bunch. And of stuff. And, and they're doing some CGI stuff because they are. They're okay. putting like dark side and stepping off. Allegedly, they're spending thirty million dollars on making new content for the movie and making the cut. But recently, like one of the original producers of Justice League, he sat down. If I think it was Variety, I'm not sure who he sat down with. He said, "Yeah, no, there's no way they're spending thirty million dollars to do that cut. They need a lot more money to make that cut happen. Thirty million does not cut it." Mm. Well, like you can even see it with like the new version of Steppenwolf. Like it, it looks freaking amazing the, the way that he's right now. You know, instead of like the thing that we ended up seeing in theaters. Which yeah. of the gray monsters is Steppenwolf? Uh, Steppenwolf is the one that I don't remember. It's like the, the it's, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, the like one the with the horns, thing, like yeah. halfway through in the trailer, like you're seeing that he's rising up. And he's uh, having, I'm, like, all these spikes. I'm, I'm scrubbing. Yeah, the one, the square, square guy, square jaw, that's dark side. Horns, Steppenwolf. Oh, oh. Uh, is, 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 is it the guy with the hood? No, 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 that's the sad. That, that's that's a goblin from uh, Infinity War, right? The guy that vision no. kills? <laughs> no. I, you know what? You know who I thought it was? What's exactly? I thought it was the sticks from the video game. Oh, uh, the goblin. Yeah, yeah, the goblin guy. That's what it looks like. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, Odessa is Dark Side's a military commander, right? His right, right hand man, something yeah, like that. Yeah, like the, the thing is, like, uh, from just DC lore, I think the, the thing that they're showing in this trailer is Dark Side when he's young, where he is named Oxus. And then, like, the guy with the hood is the sad that is, like, the torturer from Apocalypse. And then it's Steppenwolf that we ended up seeing in the Justice League uh, final cut, but with a whole different kind of look nowadays. Uh, the sad looks good. I'm looking for Steppenwolf. Uh, Dark, I just didn't like young Dark side. Oh, yeah, Steppenwolf. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, just, like, check out the comparisons from, like, the, the thing that we saw in theaters and now the, the thing that we're seeing, and it's, like, a huge upgrade. Like, that, that's But I, I can't see. I can't see his face, though. 
Like the thing I like about Stephen Wolf is that he kind of looks human. Where's his face? I, I didn't like that. I, I think something really cool of bringing like people from Apocalypse is like actually showcasing them as aliens. I never understood like that fascination that we as humans have that, oh, like every alien has to look like a humanoid kind of thing. You know? I, I guess it's just my attachment. Like I, I like it from the comics, the comic stories that had the creatures from Apocalypse just looking like better human, like strong, like Titans, like. Yeah, yeah, of course. But but I don't know. Like I think like it, it kind of like set up more like the the vibe and everything for a. Yeah, no. For, for their credit, like it doesn't look bad. It looks good. Just not my style of thing. And, I just put there for the record before anyone says anything. I don't hate Zack Snyder. I feel like his movies are pretty good when they're not taking themselves too seriously. I love Three Hundred. I feel like Three Hundred like a great. Well, even Sucker Punch, like he he goes like full blown out with that. Like, yeah, he pretty know. much makes an anime in yeah, live action again. Like when yeah. he's not trying to be serious, like when he's not trying to take himself super seriously, he's good. I have problems with when he goes like Watchmen, and I'm like, yeah, I, of- I, I, I don't think he understood. Like, I, I I'm on the camp that I don't think Zack Snyder understood Watchmen, and he just wanted to make a Zack Snyder film with the IP. I, I think yeah, like I'm half like I'm half and half. I think he made a successful adaptation for what he intended to do, but he didn't make like the actual thing that it's meant to be Watchmen. Yeah, and, and I'm not a big fan of his of his hatred for uh, anything colorful. I gotta be 100 percent honest. I very dark. Like I, I know you're saying yeah. like I, I want uh, I, I, I want to give him those uh one of those colorblind glasses see if he can help him. Yeah, I, I know you're yeah, saying very, like very DC dark, movies are like dark and everything. Like, well, it's, ex, it's, it's Snyder movies. No, 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 no. But uh, but I'm saying it like I I know you mentioned it like before that they're trying to be like set apart from Marvels. But I think like overall, most of the stories and even in animated form, DC is way more mature than than Marvel. Like way way more mature than it, Marvel. It depends on what hero you're following, right? Because again, these the, both these companies have so many heroes under their belt that. Yeah, Batman stories are going to be a lot more serious than Ant-Man stories. I mean, but... Did you ever watch... But, but, but Green Lantern stories are going to be less serious and dark than Daredevil stories. Oh, no, 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 no. Daredevil mm. stories are... Like, Daredevil, Daredevil has the saddest stories in comics. Man, like... like he, just I'm just going to mention one. Like, Green Lantern, Darkest ooh. Night. Like, that's a freaking fucked up story where, like, heroes come to life yet again with, black, yeah, uh, but, with dark but, rings and all that kind of shit. But I feel like Daredevil... Because, like, Daredevil... I think, again, not to get back into Marvel, but, like, I feel like Daredevil is, like... His whole, like... Like, thing is, like, Darkest Night's a dark story. Daredevil's mainline comic is pretty fucked up. With his ex-wife having... His best friend having cancer and dying from it. His ex-wife being a drug addict that rats out on him and gets him almost killed. But didn't he, like, the Green Lanterns, like, Kyle Rayner lost his wife because somebody murdered her and put her in a fridge or something like that? Like, something super fucked up? Yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. It, it's not... You, the, you know, like, the thing is, yes. like... Okay, but, okay, we, we, we're getting at the same point here. It's not the character or the producer, it's the writer. Put a writer to write a dark Green Lantern story, he's going to write a dark Green Lantern story. Put a writer to dark, write a dark Daredevil story, he's going to write a dark Daredevil story. None of, the, none of the comic makers are against the dark stories. I think I think both do it a lot. It's just that the DC movies themselves establish, try to establish themselves as not be Marvel-like because Marvel movies still have a lot of that Joss Whedon DNA of quippy dialogue, mm-hmm. colorful and fun action scenes. They still have a lot of that Joss Whedon DNA that DC yeah. tried to avoid by having Zack Snyder, which is a very different director and writer than Joss Whedon is. 
So, and I think in a lot of ways, I, I go sort of back and forth with DC and Marvel because the thing is, Marvel, it, there's sort of an irony to it of like, yeah, Marvel movies and, and in general, Marvel seems to be a lot more like quippy and silly, but at the same time is also a bit more grounded. A lot of their heroes at their core concept are a bit more grounded, right? You know, it's, uh, they're like, uh, you know, again, let's look at, you know, compared Captain America, who's, yeah, like sort of, you know, not really super confirmed about like what or how strong he is or what his sort of limits are aren't ever really like hardly established but it's that you know okay he was originally a regular dude then science created a super serum and now he became you know super strong and you know super metabolized or whatever lives for a long time but it all kind of like there, there's a bit of like okay yeah it's weird logic but it's logic whereas you look at dc dc says kind of nope there's an alien from another planet it's yeah. the it's the rays from the sun make him able to fly and but, shoot but, laser beams. But no, though, because then you have Doctor Strange. Yeah, they established that magic is a thing. Like, yeah. Once but, you once you say magic is a thing, people who can use magic can do whatever the fuck they yeah, want. That still but, but, but then, follows but, 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 a logic. But, but, but then the argument is the same. The DC universe clearly established there's aliens, so the logic is that like it's established logic. Superman's not the only alien. There's there's only Martian Man, Hunter, there's Apocalypse, and, and also like Marvel, like because they have the Kree and the Scrolls and all that kind of shit, right? So my, my experience with DC is not in a bad way. It's just it's just less grounded in its own internal logic. You know what, Stafford? I know what you're saying. I feel like you're just I know what you're saying, and I agree with it. I think you're just making the wrong point here. Okay. The reason why Marvel is more grounded, I know I, study, I fucking studied this for a fucking university topic. That's why I know okay, all this. Sure. Reason why Marvel is more grounded, it's not because the heroes are more realistic or more based on logic or more well explained. It's because they have more human-like problems. That probably made yeah. St- Stan-, Stan Lee and Marvel started the thing in comics, which is Peter Parker is having girlfriend problems, and he has to deal with that. That's why they feel more grounded and more realistic. It's because they have real life problems that you can relate with. And later on, DC also started adopting said problems. But Marvel was the first one to start doing like realistic and relatable heroes. And it's not due to their powers and how they get them because they're just as magical oh. and exaggerated. It's just that Peter Parker has a test next week and he can't fail it. Otherwise he's going to be grounded. Yeah, but, but also like that. in that kind of sense, like I think like this whole debate about like who will win like either the Avengers or the Justice League, like it, it's kind of dumb, you know, because like even in the whole material when they're promoting themselves, like for example, in a game such as Injustice, even they say like God Among Us or God something, you know, like th- these guys are basically gods in their own world, you know, like, and they deal with like super, that I'm not saying like Avengers never come into fruition or never face these kind of threats, but these guys do it like in a daily basis kind of shit instead of like the Avengers that deal it with not so much, you know? Yeah, the, the, it's the, a much the, bigger world. I guess maybe that's, maybe that's, you're, you're right, Arthur. Yeah, I probably didn't phrase it how I, how I yeah. uh, uh, the best way, but I guess a good, yeah, a good description I think would be it, the world is, everything's larger than life. But hey, is that a cut? Is that a cut? Well, uh, I, and I, I guess, get it, yeah, getting back on topic, right? I think, with DC trying to make the decision to be a little bit more gritty and dark, I find that interesting because, you know, again, I would, I would have expected if, if, if I didn't know that the MCU had already happened, I would have expected it to be the reverse, right? That MCU was going to go grittier and dark. Yeah, exactly. And that the, uh, and the DC was going to go more larger than life, a little bit silly. But honestly, I think once they figure it out, once they figure out the blend of what they're going to try to do, and, and maybe it will be with the Snyder cut. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing, what the original director was gonna, you know, was gonna do, right? 
Well, um, I, I'm looking forward, like, not only to see what he intended with this movie, you know, like, I, I know that probably we'll never get to see, like, his whole plan or something, but, like, mm -hmm. the whole nightmare sequence that we saw, was it in uh, Batman v Superman? Batman v Superman, yeah. Um, yeah, like, that whole scenario of, like, seeing kind of, like, the injustice plan of, like, evil Superman, and then having, like, stories such as, like, uh, Apocalypse War and Dark Side and all that kind of stuff, like, I, I was really looking forward to it because... Because the, the thing is, like, the Thanos is like baby boy Thanos, you know? The f that's the thing. Like, the original was, was Darkseid. So, seeing, like, that freaking motherfucker, like, going against the Justice League, like, yeah. that I, I really wanted to see. Yeah, but do you want to see Zack Snyder, the guy that doesn't understand how Superman is and works, doing that? Because, like, that's my big thing. Like, I, I feel like, like, I know there are a lot of people wanting me to see this movie. I mean, a lot of people harass Warner to make this movie a thing. And so. we're going to see this movie. And we are going to see this movie. We're going to review it here on the podcast, actually, when it comes out. But I feel people are forgetting that Zack Snyder is a guy that did Man of Steel and clearly missed the point on what Superman is as a character. While also missing the point again in Batman v Superman, but somehow making both the best Batman scene on, like, movies. He, he, like, I feel Zack Snyder has the best Bruce Wayne Batman scene in theaters and also the worst in the same movie. Which one's the best? Which one's the worst? Best your... one. The worst is obvious. It's my fucking Martha thing, right? That's <laughs> obviously. Best one is the one that he used on the trailer, which is Bruce Wayne sees a building collapsing on its own weight and everyone running the other way and he runs towards the wreckage to try to save people. Oh, I, feel like yeah. I feel like that's like, like even saying like it's such a chill inducing scene. It's so good. Yeah, but I still feel like Zack Snyder doesn't really understand these characters that well, you know. And he, I feel like he misses the point with them. Other than me not being a big fan of his style when it comes to serious work, to dramatic work, because I feel it's too a bit too goofy and too. Uh -huh. Even then, I feel like he just doesn't have a grasp on what these characters are and represent. I, I don't know. Like I kind of disagree. Like I think he's a really big DC fan overall because he's bringing like a lot of concepts like like just this guy like martian manhunter he was going to present him in his original cut and like also green lantern or something so yeah. like like i i get your point especially with the superman thing but i just think it's kind of like when when i'm seeing an elseworld story from a dc comic book publisher or something you know like i i'm seeing his version of the justice league and his version of these characters and then it's like sure like for example superman is not on point or he's not the uh, boy scout that we see in every media every time that we see him mm -hmm. but i can appreciate this version that he's making i would agree with you if we had already a stat, like something to be like because to a generation of people a new gener like the same thing you said of marvel right there's the imagination of people that are going to grow up with this Zack Snyder's Justice League and Batman v Superman, Man of Steel. And they're going to have a very different view of Superman that we have today. And that's the thing that I'm like, sure, we can't. I mean, it's not wrong to have a different view of Superman. I just feel like Zack Snyder's version is not the one I, I like people to know Superman and Batman and Aquaman as. Because I feel like, again, that he misses the point of those characters. But but then, like, we're going into a whole argument that I, I'm, I don't want to have in this podcast. <laughs> because if not, we're not going to cover, like, most of the stuff that we want to cover. But it's just kind of, like, limiting the creators and the ones and, and the writers to just do what we have been doing for ages and ages and just repeating these characters to fit that kind of like generational kind of like character instead of like doing and evolving within the stories and the characters that we know. Uh, again, I don't think they have to fit. 
I just don't like the way Zack Snyder is using them. I personally don't enjoy the way Zack Snyder uses a character. I don't think like they can't evolve. I just, on a personal level, don't like the evolution Zack Snyder made them have. I don't like Zack Snyder Superman. I don't think he, he's probably Zack Snyder Superman. Is probably I'm not even I'm not even a Superman fan, but I I like him in some things. I feel like Zack Snyder Superman is insufferable. I I hate every time he's on screen. Same thing, similar for his Aquaman. I feel like the Aquaman movie was so much better when it was written and directed by someone else that had the character that wasn't Zack Snyder. But to be to be honest, like he's even Aqu- using the like mold, his Aquaman. We haven't seen his Aquaman yet. We 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 seen a bit. We seen like the, the. I mean, yeah, you could say it was Weedems as well. Yeah, you get a good point there. But I guess so. That's just sticking to like Batman, Superman. Like, I'm not saying it's like. Yeah, I agree. We shouldn't be stuck to repeating the same thing to keep generations having the same experience. I just don't like the evolution they're taking on Zack Snyder's movies. No, I don't like Batman fair. being a crazy psychopath that brands people and fucking guns motherfuckers down. Well, I'm also not a big fan of Superman, a flying creature taking the battles in the middle of a city instead of taking it to the skies like he normally does you know mm, and you yeah. can and there's always the argument oh it was a young superman who doesn't know that much it's it, it's super equals four man you don't have a superhero fight in a city when you can fly you have the, the fight on the air iron man figured it out in one movie you know mm. yeah well and, and again i mean honestly we could go forever about like man of steel and batman v superman and all that stuff uh, as much as i would love to very much contribute to that conversation i think we should probably um jump jump to the next uh the next thing before before we go for another hour on just the justice league so we're going to talk about something that dwayne johnson has been talking about for pretty much almost 20 years (laughs) so by by by, by black adam do you mean that mortal kombat ending screen that he showed us i actually thought like not the actual concept but I, i i thought it I thought it was really cool that this uh, digital artist, Boss Logic, was able to be part of it. You know, yeah, uh, Boss Logic's work is amazing. Yeah, it's good that he was part of it. It just like if you ever play Mortal Kombat, you finish one of those trees for a character and have the character like Aaron Black's ending. Yeah, well, same thing. Well, it's yeah. a lot of a lot of games and stuff do that. I've played games that do that as well. And, I, and the if, thing is, in fact, if you play Injustice as Black Adam, you can have a different version of that. The same trailer, <laughs> yeah. just go play Injustice. Both Injustice One and Two have Black Adam as playable characters. Right. Go yeah. play it and finish his tower, and you're gonna have like a different versions of the trailer. Well, yeah. even you can, like, when we see, like, I think it's, like, the last panel from Dwayne Johnson when he's, like, sitting in the throne and we can see, like, the serpents or something, the Kandak uh, thing. Like, I thought it was, like, super Mortal Kombat kind of it thing. Was, you know, that, that mm-hmm. shot was, like, I could hear the narration of the Mortal Kombat narration. Yeah, like, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. And when Black Adam defeated Shao Kahn, he was able to return to Earth realm. But yeah. but I thought it was really cool that they finally kind of like officialized this project, you know, because I, I heard like Dwayne Johnson saying like yeah. for years and years saying like, I'm going to be Black Adam and I'm going to be Black Adam and I'm going to be Black Adam. Then Shazam came, like he was not Black Adam at that moment. And I was like, okay, so he's just like fluffing or he's just like, self-funding his own movie with all his Fast and Furious mo- uh, money. <laughs> money. Yeah, and just like trying to make Black Adam a reality. Uh, but it's mm. cool that this finally coming into fruition. So I'm not big on Shazam lore, but isn't Black Adam a bad guy? Yeah. And he's like, getting a solo movie, like Joker, I guess. M- most of the time, like, uh, not Shazam, like Black Adam is a villain. And in some stories, they have taken like the um, anti-hero route. 
Okay. Of, like, he's doing it for the greater good, but he's doing like shitty stuff. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, if, isn't he one of the heroes that sometimes gets portrayed a bit? Yeah, like anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah, because, because like, my, my, like my... usually it's just like he he comes from like this fucking place, Kandak, his own nation or something, where he's king. So like he doesn't care about the world or anything like or any hero or all that kind of shit. Like he only cares about the superiority or like the wellness of Kandak over anything else. So he's it. So he's um how you say it, like he's willing to do whatever it takes okay. in order for Kandak to be in the best position possible. Because like my my only my only exposure to Black Adam is through the DC Universe Online video game where he murders both Green Lantern and Flash in cold blood. Oh, and, yeah. And, and also the Injustice games, where he's helping a fascist Superman control the world. So I, I, I never thought he could be a kind of protagonist-type character. But also, like, Dwayne Johnson has not been a villain in a long time. I doubt he's going to play a villain this time. I feel like I this gotta be a hero, I feel like this is going to be a hero movie type thing. No, I, 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 I don't know. Like, the thing is, like, he has talked about so much passion do- during so much years. Like, I'm pretty sure he has seen, like, most of Black Adam stories until this point. So, and he's going against, like, the Justice Society. He's going against, I think, Hawkman, uh, Dr. Fate. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember, like, the other two guys that fucking, he's going to face in this movie. But, like, fucking Dr. Fate. I think he's going to go more, like, the anti-hero route. Yeah. But I would actually love to, like... I, the, the thing is, like, with most of the things that we saw in this DC fandom thing, is a lot of villains are taking, like, that turn of, like, oh, so we have to be the good guys now. That we almost saw also in Suicide Squad. So, yeah, Which I think is DC's strength. I feel like DC has so many amazing villains. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, like, oh, yeah. DC has so many cool villains. I feel like that's, that's not a bad thing for them. But they should yeah, remain villains. Like they, should, they should remain villains. They should, yeah, again, I agree. I, I, well, I'm saying I think it's going to be a hero movie because I don't have a lot of hope because I see nothing for it, so I don't have hope on it. But on a perfect world, yeah, Black Adam would be something, not like Joker as in a super depressing movie about the Joker, but as in a movie about the villain and making clear that he is a villain, not making like not whitewashing him and making him a hero. Yeah, I, I don't want like Dwayne Johnson's ego to get in the way and say like, exactly. oh, I have to be the hero because I'm Dwayne Johnson or something, you know? Like, I think something really cool because... Like, even you mentioned it, like, in the DC Universe Online trailer, that even to this day, like, I have watched it a couple a, of weeks it's a, back. It's an amazing cinematic trailer. It looks fucking amazing. It, it looks like, good. It's a 2012 game, I think. It looks, like, a trailer looks good to this day. It's really misleading, but it looks really cool. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, the game itself is an MMO. Uh, but, but, yeah, the thing is, like, just... Fuck, I, I lost my train of thought <laughs> just because of thinking of that cinematic. Uh, but, yeah, like... That's how powerful it was. It's so powerful, yeah. No, Black Adam, like, is able to kill, like, Flash and Green Lantern, and he had, like, the strength of Superman and everything. So I think a really smart move will be, like, if they want to reignite, like, the DCU kind of thing, is, like, set up, like, Black Adam in the Justice League, like, confrontation at some point, or at least, like, Black Adam and Superman confrontation at some point. Because, yeah, Black Adam is a super powerful being. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I would say specifically the Superman thing, and then again, we're starting to get back towards some some other topics but specifically superman stories are interesting when it isn't superman versus slab of meat because then it's just smacking two stakes together repeatedly that's not what's interesting about superman contextualizing superman in the like limitations of the people around him or the world or taking like because because at the end of the day they've now done it in the cinematic universe but they did it in comic books where it was 
the one time or or even the whatever the many however many times they've done the whole all right we're gonna you know oh it's this thing that's so powerful it can kill superman except then we're gonna bring him back yeah. so the thing that's so powerful that it can kill superman doesn't really matter anymore like i don't i don't want to see another fight between two superman level people well like to be honest I, I don't like superman a lot like to be honest i'm not uh, a big fan of him either to be h he's too he's too overpowered there, and, there, and, well the thing is there are really good superman stories that rely on you know again the the threat or the 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 stakes are contextualized in other people yeah right? like again yeah, it's it's yeah. the world is it like the it, superman will survive like yeah superman could win a fist fight but maybe superman can't fight or maybe superman like or if superman fights it costs him something right or like you know again it, the, 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 to, the beauty of superman stories is the simplicity of like him trying to do the, the right thing and the best thing and i feel like it, it's why injustice works so much yeah i was gonna use that example yeah. yeah injustice begins with superman doing everything in his power to save metropolis again he takes apocalypse out of the out of the earth takes him to the space so they can both fight in a scenario where both of them doomsday, can survive I mean. doomsday yeah doomsday he, 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 his name portuguese is apocalypse oh really oh. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's I mean, not confusing I'm, yeah i'm just right. wondering like how how in in brazil or in portugal like they read like apocalypse their planet and like, I, i'm then, not sure but his name doomsday. portuguese, his name portuguese oh. is up apocalypse so doomsday okay. he, he takes doomsday to the orbit but then it's again it's a trick by the Joker. He kills Lois Lane, and by killing Lois Lane, he also destroys Metropolis. So by doing what it, like doing what he thinks was best and trying to save the most lives, he ends up killing the love of his life with his unborn child inside of her because she was pregnant, right? And destroying the city that he loved and yeah. killing millions, and, and, and then breaks him. You know, and the, well, and that's the interesting part of that yeah. story is that again, it's it's it, it's not about you know Superman fighting somebody, and and again, I, I like you know again i guess specifically as we're talking about black adam like i would be really excited to see something that isn't a story about um you know and also and also it's it's also really been done quite a bit where it's the the character fights the negative image of themselves a good gray monster version of him, right yeah. yeah that's also been done to hell especially now in in cinematics we've seen it uh schwackload in marvel of just your villain is just the opposite of your hero, but with all the same powers. Yeah. yeah. I, I would really be excited to see something where it's, you know, take this more villainous character, whether or not they make him an anti-hero, somebody who is inherently more villainous and apply them to a situation where it is not just, I'm just going to beat it up or, or they're just going to beat me up or it's just going to be a, a back and forth slapping two stakes together. I don't want to see it anymore. I, I feel like Shazam does that a hundred, like super well. Like mm-hmm. if you watch Shazam, mm-hmm. but Shazam, like it, 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 it was everything was set up for Shazam to be. Let these guys just beat each other to death because right. they're both. Super, and at the end, yeah, they do that. And Billy Shazam realizes that that's not gonna work. That's just not gonna. Right. That's, that's not gonna. That's not gonna end well if I do this. Right. And he does something on the movie where he plays with the characters. The main villain is controlled by the seven deadly sins. So he he plays with one of the sins. He makes one of the sins. He tempts one of the sins to come out and expose itself. And that's how he defeats them with his right. brains on his brawn. So I I trust DC on that regard. You know, I feel like they've done it before. Yeah. I feel like Les Rodrigo said they have a clear trust in their directors and writers where they're like going yeah. on limbs doing things. Again, just look at fucking Suicide Squad. Yeah. 
Well, and that's, I mean, yeah, I, I think, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, I'm, I'm ultimately, I'm at this point, yeah, I mean, again, I'm Marvel fatigue has set in. Yeah. I'm sort of like, Bleh. I also hate Disney. Let me go on the record right now and say it at all times, forever and always, I hate Disney. This is going they, to be a highlight of the episode. Of the yes. Game. No, I will go I, on. You know what? Disney fucking fight me. I will go on record. Oh, I perfect. hate you. If you, you sucked to- enough of Congress's dicks to let them have you, to let them, to let you have, for them to let you have, there we go, I can English, a fucking monopoly, and it pisses me off. Anyway, thanks Disney. for coming to my TED Talk. If you it, want it, me it, to produce a Marvel movie, I can do it. If, Don't if pay you, attention to him. If you need a director from Mandalorian Season 3, I'm game. Traitors. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I'm man, looking forward for, uh, for I'm not going to die on that hill. You want to you wanna write me a check, Disney? I'm not going to die on that hill. I'm just going to I'm just gonna stay on the record that I hate you. <laughs> yeah. if, if, the, if the check's big enough, we can strike the record off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... <laughs> so, so um, Batman shit. Batman, huh? Mm-hmm. Batman shit in general. Um, it's going to be a long episode because I, I also want to go in depth in Suicide Squad. Batman shit. Oh, boy. Uh, let's make it a two-parter. Let's talk about Batman. Let's see how it goes. Maybe make it two-parter. Batman. Okay. Batman. Um, I think it's important to talk about first Gotham Knights. Since oh like Rocksteady and... It's not Rocksteady. Gotham Knights is not Rocksteady. No? It's, a... it's Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers Montreal, which are the guys that made uh, Batman Origins. Batman, Batman Arkham Origins, sorry. Batman Arkham Origins. The one with oh, Deathstroke. Yeah. Like... They're the, they're, the, not the, they're the second studio. So supposedly Arkham Origin doesn't count, right? But, but for me, like, I, no, 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 no. I, I'm not saying because of me. I, I've seen fans that say, like, Origins doesn't count. Man, I like Origins. I also, I, like, I, like I think Origins, it I had, like, the best boss fights. It, had a, it definitely had the best boss fights. Although the series didn't have great boss fights, it did have the best ones. I, I, like, I like Origins more than I like Night and City. To be honest, my favorite is Asylum. I'm not a big fan of, I'm not, I don't like Night, and I'm not a big fan of City because I'm not a big fan of open world stuff on games that shouldn't be open world. So I liked Origins a lot more than I like City. With, City was with, too- uh, with Arkham Knight, I, I pretty much finished it because I, I already played the other two games, but the, well, the other three games, but it, it was like really, it was really dragged on. And also, like, I fucking hated the lie that they said about, like, oh, yeah, Arkham Knight is jo- it's not Jason Todd. It's like, go fuck yourself. It's, <laughs> such, it, it's so weak, too, because, like, again, like, they made the whole thing about the, the whole marketing campaign was the mystery behind who the Arkham Knight is. A whole and different he, character. And, and if he's not a character that we've met in the story, it doesn't fucking matter because we're never going to guess. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't fucking matter yeah. that it's Jason Todd because Jason Todd wasn't part of the story until that point. Mm-hmm. But but I think like well also <laughs> I know speaking how, of Jason Todd <laughs> yeah, no 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 the, the fucking thing is like we we go into these topics and then like we deviate like right away so to hard, a whole yeah. completely different thing like speaking I of Jason Todd uh, I think well Gotham Knights uh, for once I when I saw the trailer really good impression the fact that uh, Bruce Wayne is dead. Like I, I don't think he's dead. I don't buy that he's dead at no, all. No, no, no. Everybody's saying he's not dead, and probably I, he's not dead. But, but I like the premise of it, like the the thing yeah. of like you playing as Red Hood, Nightwing, uh, Batgirl, and also it's like Tim uh, Drake's Robin. Like I think that's fucking amazing. It's not Tim Drake. I think it's Damian Wayne actually. No, it's Tim Drake. It's Tim Drake. I thought it was Damian Wayne. I, it would have been cool to have Damian. Probably will get it as a DLC or something. Probably, so. yeah. But uh, uh, important thing to clarify: this game is not part of the Arkham series continuation. Really? So this is this is not a sequel. To, a lot of people thought it was going to be a sequel to Knight's ending, because on Knight's ending, Batman fakes his death. With, well, it's uh, Gotham Knights, and but 
but it's not like it's confirmed like it's been the developers have been pretty clear this is not a continuation the suicide Ga- squad game is a continuation of the arkham universe but that doesn't this make one sense. isn't it's yeah we'll get to that but so this game is its own separate pocket universe i guess that's why red hood like red hood has a different uniform that he has in night arkham knight he has a white he has a white and red this is like black and red so i guess that's it although how the fucking Nightwing and Robin have the same uniform they have with the Arkham game, so I don't get it. But it's a different universe. It's a different continuation. Well, we saw a little bit of gameplay. And we saw a lot of gameplay, actually. We watched a full boss fight. Yeah. Well, not, not a full boss fight, but yeah. we, saw, we saw some of it. Part of a boss I, fight. I, I, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of into it. Like, I don't think it looks bad, even as a pre-alpha footage. But the whole RPG system, I don't know if yeah. like, that's the thing yeah. for me. So it, it looks good. Like, the gameplay looks good if you take out all those HUD elements of, like, enemy levels, damage numbers. If you take all that off, I think it'd be great. But with those things there, I'm kind of scared. Yeah, like, I, I think, like, I don't know about you guys, but, for example, when, when I started playing, like, games such as Assassin's Creed, I, I got into the boat in Brotherhood. But then, like, right now with Origins and with this new... Like, because I think they're adopting pretty much the same system, like, of, like, leveling up and, like, the whole damage hit or, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think it just takes the fun of, out of it. Like, if they stick with, like, kind of, like, the Arkham engine that they made of, like, the flow movement and all that kind of stuff, like, that was pretty fucking badass and that was, like, fun to play. Yeah. Because you were Batman and you could pretty much, like, dispose of, like, dirty fucking guys or something. And that's what it's meant to be. But now with this like RPG kind of like shitty system, it's like I don't know if I'm it like. It could be. It could be like uh, Shadow, the defense. It could be like Shadow of War. Shadow of War, it has. It's a Warner Brothers game. It has the same gameplay type as yeah. Arkham Origins, yeah. Arkham Knight, but it has enemy health. So it has RPG systems like that. They don't really do anything. Like you don't really. They don't really. Yeah, do that's kind of because they're sort of it, false it, RPG it's, it's, systems. It's they're just not... fluff. Yeah. It just it just makes the game look ugly. Like in the case of Shadow of War, it like you can go by a full game playing X play pressing square square triangle square square triangle, yeah. and you can play through the whole game without getting a single upgrade because the upgrades only make you do more damage. They just show you new moves, new ways to kill enemies, and in the case of Shadow of War, new ghost abilities. But they're not really about the actual combat. So I could see being something like that, especially because they're making pretty sure they're make, they're being pretty sure that this game is not a game as a service type of deal. This is a co-op adventure game, a two-player co-op. It's also it's also not four-player by the way. It's a two-player co-op adventure game. Yeah, where you pick two of the knights to play as. Yeah, but but you know, like the whole thing of like putting numbers into like yeah. the enemies and everything, like it kind of it takes me ugly. out. You know, yeah, like I'm not saying it's a deal breaker. It's just like. Whenever I'm playing it, probably exactly. it's just like I'm I'm playing a game. It's not like I, I can get immersed into the full experience. Uh, I know? hope there's a way to turn it off because like I did it for Witcher Three as well. When I went through Witcher Three, I played Witcher Three with no HUD because I just thought it was better looking. And I hope that's that that's a way you can play this game because I'm with you, man. Like I, the moment I saw those those enemy levels, those damage numbers, like mm. it just looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. But but also like I, I think one of the things to highlight is like after like after the whole thing when they started releasing like trailers and, and everything from DC fandom, I went obviously I went into the comments and like for this thing, it was not mostly like the gameplay or something, but people were disappointed that Batman was not starring in this game, that it was not a, a new Batman game or a new kind of like Batman's continuation of the Arkham games or something. But for me, like that's that's why I mentioned like 
it was a highlight to see that Batman was not the protagonist so, of this game. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason of that is that this game leaked. This game leaked a week ago, I think. Uh, sometime ago, this game leaked. With the title and everything, the big difference on the leak and the real thing is that the leak didn't have Red Hood. It had Batman. Oh, really? The, the mm. leak On the leak that was out, Red Hood wasn't part of the Gotham Knights. Batman was. So it was Batman, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Robin. It was a bad family without Red Hood. That's what leaked a few well, a week or two ago. I don't remember. And that's what people were expecting when they saw Gotham Knights, which I guess why is a lot of people were disappointed. But I think it's really But I think cool it's to, good. But it's good. I, I agree no, with you. yeah, like I I think it's really cool to like give more highlight to these bad family characters because like when are we going to see like a Red Hood movie or when are exactly. we going to see Nightwing in a movie or something like that, you know? Like Red Hood Red Hood and Nightwing specifically are super cool characters that yeah. need more screen time. And we're going yes. to see, for example, Red Hood in Titans or something. But like, I Wish. just think like the Bat family is so big, and we have been like seeing so little of them across media in in all of these years, even mm-hmm. like in comic books, you know. Like, so just giving them like this outlet of like you have your own video game where you can play like these guys instead of Batman that you have like already tons of freaking games to play as Batman. Like, it's kind of like refreshing in some sense, you know. It just yeah. makes me worried about Agreed. the story. Because like the Batman Arkham games were really centered with the fact that you're playing as Batman. So you had Joker, like you had the whole Batman Joker relationship, you had the whole Scarecrow Batman relationship, which make the story so much better. With this game, you're playing with like possibly any of the four knights on your own, right? There's not gonna be a like it's not gonna be as well developed. Unless they spent a lot of time writing different scripts, which I doubt they did. It's not gonna be as well developed as the Arkham games. You won't have like Red well, this- Hood had amazing having amazing interactions with Black Mask because they couldn't write a Red Hood only thing because you might not be playing as Red Hood, you could be playing as Nightwing. But they spent like seven years, right? Like from the last game till this and uh, Suicide Squad, right? I don't know because uh, I'm not sure actually. Like I, I just think like they spent a lot a, a long time, so probably like it's a possibility that maybe they have. Those dialogues I, that you're mentioning. I hope they have, but I, I, I personally have never seen something like that being done in video games. So it would be a first. And, and also, I think something that people have not highlighted enough from this, like, game in a specific, like, we saw, like, the Court of Owls, like, Court of at Owls, the end of the... fucking awesome. Man, mm-hmm. Court of fucking Owls, amazing. Fucking Court of Owls right now is fucking amazing. That's a, that's a highlight, yes. They look the, the, creepy as fuck in those it's trailers. A, it's so good that they are here at the end of the trailer. Like they're not constant. Like you think the trailer is done, then boom, Court of Owls. Right. It's it's very very good. Yeah, I thought it took me a second to like wait. Is it still? Yeah, I kind of had that sense of like, yeah. is it? Is this the same thing? Is this? And then yeah, yeah, for them to sort of drop that like, and and of course right. There's also classic. You get you got that classic way to make anybody's spine tingle. She have a little kid. Yeah. Do a nursery rhyme. Yeah. That was like all right. The dev, you know, sign me up. <laughs> and the devs talked a bit how they're gonna do the Court of Owls thing. And it's actually pretty interesting. If anyone played here, played the, the Shadow of War, Shadow of Mortar games, also done by Warner Brothers Montreal, same developer, they have the, what they call the nemesis system. Oh, yeah. When you fight an orc, he can remember you and come back for you. The Court of Owls are going to re- be on a similar way, where every time you fight one of them, they might come back to life and remember which of the knights defeated them, and they're going to come back for vengeance after the knights have defeated them. So that's pretty cool because the nemesis system is one of the coolest thing in video games that has yeah. been so underused. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Like, whenever they started doing that with uh, Shadow of War and, and, like, before that in Shadow of Mordor, like, well, no, they, they did in Shadow of Mordor, no, like, just in Shadow did. of War. No, no, they did yeah, in Shadow was, of Mordor. It was in Shadow yeah? of Mordor, yeah. Shadow of Mordor was the first time they did it. Uh, 
I thought it was going to become a whole trend. And actually, I was like, if, if this becomes a trend, I'm actually into it, you know, because it just gives more immersive like experiences in a lot of games. But then after Shadow War, like it never appeared yet again. I, and it's I, like, I wonder if Warner has a patent on it or something right. along those lines that stops our developers from using it because it's only Warner Brothers games that have been using that system. And it's an amazing system. Mm-hmm. That or it could be also just a lot of work, right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. it could be so just a lot that, of work. At that point, right? Yeah, you're designing a lot of different potential, like, well, and, and Shadow of War specifically, it's so well done where it will remember how you killed an orc mm-hmm. in the case, you can, like, if you, like, you chop his head off, and you bark back, he's yep. gonna have like a metal head, like, it, it's, like it remembers, guard thing, yeah, yeah. It, it remembers how the enemies die to bring them back in a way that it shows the scars you gave them. Mm-hmm. And like, I love like when when good. they presented like the the nemesis system that they compared to like soccer games that it was like if if you score like two goals against like Barcelona or something and then like you played with them like five games later of course they're going to remember they're going to like fight even like harder to score three goals to you or something and, like and, that you and, know and if you lose to them they get promoted <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah, like sure. I, I love like the whole anal- an- analogy from football you know and just like turning that into a whole system that's fucking amazing yeah no it's yeah, for sure fun. yeah so that's, no, that'd, that'd be, that'd be cool to see in uh in yeah in gotham knights it'd be, it'd be really really fun to see that as far as it might actually be a new game that i buy then because normally i'm all i'm all into oldies yeah, no, yeah. It, it is the most exciting thing for sure I, i'm dude i'm again red hood is probably my favorite part of the, of the batman family outside of Batman. i'm really excited to be actually playing red hood as a game because on Arkham Knight, they sold Red Hood as a GameStop exclusive. And where I live, there's no such thing as a GameStop. So I couldn't <laughs> play as Red Hood because it's a fucking GameStop exclusive. And, and also, like, probably at that moment when you were, like, pre-ordering or, or something, or, or when even you saw the announcement, you were like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to be able to play with Jason Todd or something. Or yeah. Jason Todd is going to be, like, only on that version. And it's like, well, no, Jason Todd was all along the Arkham Knight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, yeah, yeah, that's the dumbest thing. They had him. I guess they touched throws off by also having Harley Quinn. Because I got Harley Quinn as uh, my, my pre-order. Bone. I don't remember where I pre-ordered from, but I got Harley Quinn story, which was kind of okay. And I think there was a Nightwing one as well. I'm not sure, man. Probably, they had, yeah. They, probably. They, had, they, had so many, again, I, they had so many different pre-order bonus for different retailers that if you want to play everything on that game, you had to buy, like, buy four different copies. Yeah, it's, oh, my God. It's fucking insane. Anyway, got the nights. Yeah, excited. Excited for it. Yeah, something I'm less excited about though. Suicide Squad game? No, the Batman. No. Oh, the yeah. Batman. Sorry, the Batman. The uh, trailer. We gotta talk about the Batman before we get into Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of the? the I think it's trailer? another Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, uh, you know, honestly, like it looks, it looks well done, and it looks, you know, they're gonna put their spin on it or whatever, and it's gonna be a new movie. And I'm not like I'm kind of withholding judgment until it's out, like final judgment anyway. But mm-hmm. it's another Batman movie. Yeah, it's it checks like, all the Batman boxes. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's gonna be you know a little bit different, but it's not gonna be enough different that yeah I'm gonna uh, really care. I, I I actually give them props because until this point they have charted like only like 25% of the movie 30% of the movie and it it actually looks like it's a really decent like effort you know yeah it looks it looks like going to be a good movie it's just like i i never was on the boat that the movie was going to be bad cuz a lot of people thought the movie was going to be bad i never oh, yeah, was on that boat m- mostly like people think about it because they have only seen robert twilight Pattinson. and yeah. they just think like yeah. oh robert pattinson has never yeah. done a movie beyond twilight and it's like well so, fuck off like you're just being ignorant about movies you're not being, you're not even like being ignorant about that yeah you're not you don't know what you're talking about 
but like I was never in that boat. So watching that movie, like I was like, yeah, it's Batman. Checks all the Batman boxes. He's he's mm-hmm. a man in the bat suit. He's punching people. He's doing some investigation. Yeah, he's the you know he's the the billionaire or whatever he's, outside he, of that. He's also brooding. Yeah, it checks yeah. all the Batman box again. It it, it, it's, it doesn't give me the feeling that the Suicide Squad teaser gave me. Yeah. Like because I don't know, like it it's not gonna be bad, but it's like it's Batman. I, I've seen Nolan do it. I've seen Ben Affleck do it. I've seen yeah. Well, and I, I think what would be interesting, what, what would be interesting for me is to see how they do with the, um, how Robert Pattinson specifically does with um, the duality of the role a bit, I guess. Because it's something that I think you look at, like Ben Affleck's Batman is a really, really good Batman. But like as, a, as Bruce Wayne, we don't really even see him as Bruce Wayne very often. Pretty much any time we see him, he's Batman. So Ben Affleck's not really playing Bruce Wayne, he's playing Batman. Which is fine. Like that's yeah. that's the character, and, and we see. And he's an amazing Batman. He's a very right, good and he's Batman. and he's actually yeah, a very good Batman. Um, but then uh, Christopher was it Christopher Christian Nolan? Bale. Christian yeah, or Bale. Christian, Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Sorry, yeah. Nolan's right was there. yeah, no, yeah. Okay, so I, I felt very much was a decent Bruce Wayne. This, but I, but I was kind of like yeah, iffy yeah. on the on the Batman portrayal was a I little agreed. you know. Agreed. So I'm I'm interested. The one thing that would interest me is to see if Robert Pattinson can finally sort of strike that balance of playing both characters. Wait, Stafford, are you not saying that you don't like when Batman talks like this? The Batman. Where's Rachel? I think like this this version, like what what it really brings brings to the table is like seeing Batman, an an inexperienced Batman, because we have always seen, and I don't care like what people say, but like uh, Batman Begins is not actually like an inexperienced Batman. Fucking ninja. Like he's a yeah, exactly. Like he's a ninja at that point. Like the the cool thing I think is like seeing Batman Year Two making mistakes, going more into the like criminalistic thing. Uh, getting to know all this character, like getting to know Oswald Cobblepot before he becomes a penguin, or just like when he's starring as the penguin, uh, Selena Kyle starring like she's not even like Catwoman at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a cool different vibe and a cool different like setting. I'm very portray. very curious about this movie because it, it like this is like certainly one of the movies that went through a lot of reworks in pre-production because this movie was a Ben Affleck movie written and directed by Ben Affleck. With the bat flag being the Batman. And, and the, also he was going to direct this movie. He was going to direct it. And the villain wasn't even a bat, like it's it's a Batman villain, but again, because DC sometimes shares villains. Uh it's Deathstroke. Deathstroke mm-hmm. was the villain of this movie, which is a very interesting choice. Well because... that was because like they, they were like trying to fuse what happened in the Justice League at the end with this movie, with whole, right? Yeah. yeah. With, you know, with the whole League of, of Doom. Yeah. The whole what? The League comment by Lex, the whole like, boy, isn't it, isn't it time we made a league of our own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but but Deathstroke, the thing like that's a, Deathstroke was never part of a evil league. Deathstroke well, he gets weird... hired by them. Yeah, the, the, like he's Deathstroke, a he's a yeah, he's, he's just the guy who hired. He's yeah. such a. I've never liked Deathstroke as a Batman villain, except <laughs> when he isn't really a villain. He's just there like doing his own thing and Batman's like, oh, the real villain is like Cobblepot, but Batman's in the region, so he's going to fight Deathstroke for a bit. I think that's fine. But like when he had like Deathstroke be the main guy and I'm like, like, Deathstroke's not in on it. He's a mercenary. He's just doing it for the money. He's not invested on it. Why should I? I have a question. Like, do you think the the guy that is kind of like wrapped from the head is the Riddler in that trailer or, or is it Hush? I think Hush. I because think it, it has the aesthetic of Hush, but it, like... I, I think it's more... And Hush is a super interesting villain to have. 
on, yeah. on screen. I hope it's hush actually. But but I don't remember like when everything was getting leaked, like even years ago. Like I remember that they were saying like, oh, it's going to have like five villains. It's going to have like Catwoman, Riddler, Penguin, and other two fucking guys that I don't remember at this point. Yeah, the like, only I never had Torch Hush, yeah. you know. The only confirmation we had of those leaks was that Deathstroke was real because we had an actual makeup test with the the actor on the armor and all that was out. We can even look it up now. The Deathstroke, uh, it's a pretty good makeup test. That was the only confirmed thing we had because of that makeup test. Mm-hmm. Everything else was like, and again, that movie. I, I won't trust anything that leaked years ago because the movie clearly has been completely reworked. Yeah, and I think that'd be good. I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm like, it's, it's it's another, yeah, it's another Batman movie. It'll be cool to see another actor kind of take on the role because again, like, I think there hasn't really yet been somebody who's played both sides of that coin really, really effectively. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing another person take a shot at being both a good Bruce Wayne and a good Batman. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, it's sort of, it's like, I, I didn't ask for another Batman movie. You know how there's Marvel fatigue? I think I have Batman fatigue. No. And, and I think Robert Pattinson is able to do it. Like I, oh, yeah. I consider him a great actor. But, mm. but I, I agree on the Batman fatigue. The, the thing is, like, I think we enter during a whole strange situation because like, the Nolan trilogy was during the 2000s, even mm-hmm. 2010s, something like the last, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. And after that, there was the whole... MCU and then after that it was like oh we need to catch up and make the DCU or whatever right so right now with Ben Affleck like leaving it left like that gap of like oh we need a Batman or we need at least to wrap this up you know like this project or yeah. up, up, up or something and then they started doing like this elsewhere stories with the Joker and since that worked out it was like okay let's let's give full reign to Batman or whatever with Matt Reeves so I understand the fatigue of like the character, but I just hope like after that, like we can kind of like see pass through it and enjoy just like these stories coming through. Even if they change actors, like yeah. uh, they change like underwear or whatever. I just hope like we can just enjoy the story that they provide to us. I, I, I feel like if the movie is actually like, very good and it does something interesting and new, the fatigue is going to wear off, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the issue is if it's just an okay, it's just an okay movie. It's like, it's like an okay Batman movie. It hit, yeah. Like it checks all the Batman boxes and it goes home. It doesn't do anything other than that. But but I think, you know, like, especially like what, what we're saying here is something that casual audiences are not going to like. Like if we're saying like, oh yeah, I want to see like this story of like inexperienced Batman and like actually getting a hold of himself, making mistakes or something when people see it in tears or see it in their TVs or whatever, because at this point we don't know uh, how it's going to be released because of all this shit. But I think that is going to turn a lot of people off because they're going to say like, oh, that's not my Batman. My Batman, yeah. like, with just one punch, it, like, kicks not everybody's ass. Batman. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, them. <laughs> yeah fuck, fuck them, though. Fuck them. Fuck casual audiences. Yeah, it, well, okay, except those are the people who foot the bill at the end of the day. Yeah, man. yeah like, fuck, fuck them. Fuck, fuck, those, fuck people. those people, yeah, but they also, they fucking, they pay the bill. Like, that's, yeah, they do. It's, fuck it, the, it fuck sucks, them. but... They're, they're the reason we have, like, five Transformers movies. And, like, ten reboots of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, fuck them. Like, no. no. But I'm really excited to see it. Like, I think yeah. Matt Reeves, like, it has a, a lot of good names on the project. And, and just by seeing the trailer, I know, for example, as you guys have mentioned, like, it just ticks the boxes of, like, oh, it's a Batman movie. But I think once production resume, that I think they're already resuming production in London or something. Like, it's going to turn out like a fucking great movie. In London? 
London is London. doing yeah. Like yeah, no, shit with COVID right now. Don't worry about it. I think they're shooting in Liverpool or yeah, something. Don't worry, about it. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Robert Pattinson is a vampire. He doesn't, he doesn't get sick. Vampires don't get sick. Don't worry about it. Sorry, bud. Don't worry hey, about man. It. Yeah, it's good. It's all good. Disney never stops shooting, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of a lot of big names in a project, yeah. squad? let's get to the big a, one. My big squad. one. What, uh, a, what, uh, what does this squad do, pray tell? Do they, <laughs> do they perhaps suicide? They are, they are squad. Man, do I want to talk about Suicide Squad? That's my fucking highlight. Oh, of the fucking whole thing. a weasel. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So suicide Squad. I, I've watched that roll call trailer so many times now. Such a good. Like, it, it gives you nothing. That trailer gives you literally nothing, but it's well, so good. The scene, right? It's behind, the behind the scenes after is pretty good, but like just the roll call, just like the, just like the title. And names, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, gives you literally nothing, but it's so good because it sets the tone of the movie. Like that trailer is a perfect example of like setting the tone and the t- theme of a movie without giving you shit. It just gives you actor names and not even mm-hmm. all of them because King Shark didn't get an actor credited for him yet. Well, probably he's Taika Waititi. Probably Taika. That's what I'm thinking. Because Taika was the only was one of the big ones that wasn't named. So I'm guessing King Shark will be Taika. And, and also now- like it just will kind of like match with like the whole... What, what was his character in uh, Thor Ragnarok? Uh, Korg. Cork, like yeah. it's pretty much like Cork oh, King Shark. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, and modern the modern King Shark. The King Shark's a very honestly a very boring character. He's a, a killer croc. <laughs> but modern King Shark's pretty good. The, the I don't know if you, I, I first time I seen it was in the Harley Quinn show. I don't know if it was done before. But the Harley Quinn show made this thing where the King Shark's kind of like a nerd. Like he's oh, a yeah. big shark dude, but he's a nerd. Like he gets computers, he can hack shit. He's a very smart and very like soft kind guy. And that's, I think, what the game's going for as well. And I guess I can see Taika Waititi playing that King Shark. Have you seen um, the storyline that King Shark had in the Injustice comic books? No, I didn't. I, I stopped Injustice, I think, in year one. Okay, so, like, in that, in those comic books, like, he's part of the Suicide Squad. And there's also, like, I, I don't remember, I'm pretty sure it's Orca. Like, her name is Orca, and it's pretty much just, like, yeah. And, yeah. and like, they, they get together, they marry, and they have a child or something. And they kill race at Ghoul or something like that. So he's an amazing character, but he's like super fucking random. He's also pretty good on Justice League Dark, where uh, him and Constantine have a relationship. Like uh, he's a con- he is so in Justice League Dark, he's uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, Constantine's ex boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. So you can, there's even a joke that Constantine has a bunch of like bite marks on him, and it's implied that's like it's sex marks from King Shark. Yep. That's it, great. It, it's pretty cool. I it's love that. Cool. Oh it's my god! I, I really recommend like That's for amazing. this time if you haven't seen uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, like it's fucking amazing. It's yeah. just yeah, like but... have to check it out. Sure. And, and I think you know what, Arthur? Like I yeah. think it, like in the same vein, Suicide Squad is going to be like Apocalypse War, where everybody's like in the dead count. You know, like yeah, no fucks given. Like people are going to drop like flies. Yeah, it, it has been described as a war movie. It is going to be a, like James Gunn has described it as a seventies, eighties war movie, where the movie's gonna go on and soldiers are gonna be dying. The thing is, all these soldiers are gonna be wacky supervillains. Delta Puckman. Uh, no, no. Diesel. But you know what? Knowing James Gunn, the people that are gonna die are gonna be the normal ones, like Javelin, Savant, 
Like, like think- Zelba. I think Weasel, Polkadot Man, all those guys are going to make it to the end because James Gunn just, just loves these type of characters. I, I think Weasel is going to make it to the end, like, <laughs> to be honest. So, uh, I, you I, think John Cena is going to make it to the end, like no, Peacemaker? I feel, like, I feel like peace. I all, I feel like all the normal ones: Peacemaker, uh, Blackguard, uh, TDK, like Nathan Fillion's. Like he's like the, the the right mix between weird and like normal. So yeah. I'm not sure about him. But I think all the weird like guns people, like Deadshot would be, are not gonna make it on this movie. Like James Gunn's gonna go full in on like Weasel, <laughs> King Shark, Polka Dot Man, Boomerang, Harley Quinn. He's gonna deep on those guys. But but then like the question poses itself: Do you think right now, even like with James Gunn going back to the MCU with uh, Guardians Three, do you think like he's going to come back for a Suicide Squad at this point three, but in his version Suicide Squad Two? I think so because like I don't know if you even follow James Gunn on Twitter on social media, but he's very happy with this movie. Like mm-hmm. he loved like apparently like this is not it's not only his biggest movie. But like just the name of like the number of actors and locations they have, it's one of the biggest superhero AAA AAA movies, you know? It's so huge just by the cast on its own. It's such a huge project. Well, you, you, you have names it. like Idris Elba, Margot Robbie. Uh, you have uh, even like international names, like for, for example, from my home country, Joaquin Cosio. Yeah, we have, uh, you have a Brazilian. You have Alicia Braga, a pretty huge Brazilian actress. Oh, really? Yeah. So you, you, got, have- you got the Brits covered there with, uh, with gray haired Doctor Who man. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter yeah. Cavaldi, right? Peter Cavaldi, yeah. yeah. You have so many big names. Like, this is not just like James Gunn's biggest projects. It is going to be one of the biggest superhero movies of all time, just because the amount of like names and locations and things on it. And to do that, I, I'm sure like James Gunn is coming back, especially because he had, like, I'm sure that his deal to come back to Marvel was such a sweet one because of all the things that went down. And I don't think he's going to do Marvel after Guardians 3. So you don't think it's an exclusive deal with Marvel anymore? No, because like he 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 always he like he always said that Guardians is a trilogy for him. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to make a Guardians four. He's not interested on continuing the story of Guardians post three. He made the movies as a trilogy. He doesn't want to do them after three. So other either Marvel's going to give him a different series, or he's going to go back to DC. And he did say that DC gave him a few offers. Now, Suicide Squad wasn't the only thing they offered him. Suicide Squad was the one he picked. Well, just imagine like if so he might be coming James back for Gunn becomes like the new Zack Snyder for the DCU. I think he's a perfect choice. I feel like James Gunn is such a great choice for that. And just like, again, just by this trailer of Justice League, of, sorry, of uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> Thank you, Zack Snyder's on my head. Just because this is this trailer of Suicide Squad. It's like look at the cast of care like nothing against air like nothing against air i love red nothing is the man but compare his cast of suicide squad with james gunn like david air picked a very safe cast of suicide squad characters his cast was very safe i think the problem with david air's lineup is that he kind of the thing is like we had like the title cards just like we have with this trailer or something from suicide squad where it's kind of like the goofy side of the team because they had like Harley Quinn's Margot Robbie. But at the same time, like he tried to make his lineup in case like, let's say if he had like future future um, sequels or something, he could turn into something really serious or something. Yeah, While James Gunn is like, I'll, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Which is know? not the, like the essence of the Suicide Squad. It's very goofy. It's very 
like fun and well, it just it's like, just having it's like, like Harley Quinn as the heart of the fucking team like it should tell you something yeah. about the team right yeah and like again the thing about David Ayer's Suicide Squad Boomerang was the oddest member of the team and he was like barely shown in the movie I, I, I like Jay Courtney as Boomerang I don't know if he didn't but I like Jay Courtney as Boomerang and I'm excited to see him have more of a forefront role because I think I, he's I, going to die I think he's going to die too but I think he's going to die doing something you know Because, no, yeah, but I think like that's kind of like the emotional yeah. connection that he's he, going yeah. to put their uh, games on. Like he's yeah. going to be like one of the big deaths from. Yeah, because because they can't kill Harley Quinn. It's probably contract contractly, the contract wise, they can't well, kill they her. Well, they have probably. the Gotham Gotham uh, sirens or something. Then yeah. like probably Margot Robbie. Like because Margot Robbie at this point for DC is Harley. Not, it's okay. not 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 even Harley. It's not even like just. It's not even Harley or just like an actress or something. Like she's also a producer at this point because yeah. she produced Birds of Prey. So. Harley's really well protected. Yeah. And, and, and I doubt they're going to kill Rick Flag just because Rick Flag is not really a character you feel sad when he dies. But I feel like Boomerang, I, I'm with you. I feel like Boomerang is going to be one of those big deaths that's going to make people like, like the tearjerker because he's fucking uh, Captain Boomerang, you know? I, I have a controversial question. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right. All right. I'm here for it. I, I, I don't know if you guys I hear about this. Like, I'm here for it. it. It was like a couple of years back, but like. Oh, no you know <laughs> that will smith dropped the project and then like after yes. that the eyes we saw like rumors started coming up and saying he like, that, that he was going to be that shot like do you think that was the intended plan and then they said like oh fuck we're going to get fucked because we're recasting a black man with another black man just for the same role and they then that that's why they decided to go like the blood sport route i, I just think that james uh, james Gunn just was an interest in having that shot as a character Like no, 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 but I mean like DC as a studio, not James Gunn. Okay. I, I think DC would, I feel like DC 100% would re recast mm -hmm. uh, Idris Elba as Deadshot. I feel like they would go with that because it's Deadshot. He's a big name. You know, you need to have him on your Suicide Squad movie. But I feel like James Gunn was the one that had Idris Elba be Bloodsport, not Deadshot, because yeah. Deadshot is. I like Deadshot as a villain. I'm not sure if I like him as a member of the squad. He's like, he's normally the straight yeah. man. It's, it's either him or Deathstroke that play the straight man to the squad. And I guess it's funny because they're very similar characters. Yeah, actually. And they actually have super, yeah. But both mercenaries. One's, both the, one's swords, one's guns. That's the big difference. But they're both... And, and even like Deathstroke has guns. Deathstroke, well, Deathstroke, yeah. so, Deathstroke is also a sniper. He's I mean, just a sniper that is a ninja on top of it. And Deathstroke yeah. is... The, best shot in the world so anyway. in, a, in a fight between Deathstroke and Deadshot probably Deadshot will be the one that I, I'd say that's Deathstroke because Deathstroke's a superhuman Deadshot's just a regular guy yeah uh, Deathstroke's like a superhuman so he's faster he's he can see he sees time in slow motion or something which is why he can be Batman a lot of times he's a dumb character that I love Also, like, and I need to mention it, like, just bringing, like, Sean Gunn as Weasel, like, I, I thought it was, like, the freaking, one of the highlights. Fucking, fucking Sean Gunn being typecast as Rodians is, like, one of the best things about man. this industry. 10 out of 10. Like, that decision, I approve. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that was great. And I think the like, whole casting is awesome. Like, Idris Elba fit Bloodsport pretty well. I'm excited to see John Cena as Peacemaker. And, I think, and, like, Nathan, and Nathan Filio as a TDK is such a good choice. They mentioned like John Cena's Peacemaker is kind of like Captain America, but with no remorse and like with no yeah. morality or something like that, mm -hmm. right? He, and, he, and... He, he literally fits the Peacemaker concept in geopolitics, which is there's peacekeepers and peacemakers. 
he's literally a peacemaker, which is people that are going to start wars to make sure wars don't happen, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, just, I, I think from a wrestling background, it's cool to see, like, John Cena finally playing a villain. Even, like, um, what, what was it? Like, he, I think it was in Fast of the Furious. He's also, he was also meant to be a villain, right? He... In the latest movie. Like, he's the brother of uh, Toretto or something? Yeah, no, no, his next movie, he's a villain who's probably going to become a hero. He's also one of the villains. Because that's new... how fucking Fast Furious yeah, works. Yeah, because that's such a fast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, this guy killed one of my best friends. Yeah, he's part of the crew now. But he's family. Uh, he's family. He's family. 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 Yeah, family. Oh, man. But he's also uh, one of the quote-unquote bad guys in the Bumble- the Bumblebee movie. He was pretty good on that. I liked him on that. Oh, really? I never yeah. saw Bumblebee. So. Bumblebee's the one okay trans. Like it's not. It's okay. It's like it's a decent Transformers movie because it's not really a Transformers movie. Well, that, that's decent. a big change for John Cena. Like playing like a good guy during so much years in wrestling, and now like playing I'm the villain. I'm very curious because James Gunn. So the James Gunn that loves doing uh, on his social media Q and A's on his Instagram. Yeah. And there was a question to him during like when he was in, in South America shooting Suicide Squad because they shot part of it in I think Panama. Some parts was uh, South America that you shot. Yeah, it seemed like the Caribbean in the behind the scenes yeah. thing. Uh, and uh, he was like doing Q and A's while shooting, and they asked him, "Oh, who's like the most underrated actor you know?" And it was like John Cena. John Cena is one of the best dramatic actors in the business right now. People just don't use him for it. He can deliver dramatic beats like no one else, but they just don't use him for it. So I'm very curious to what he's going to do in this movie because James Gunn caught it. You know, he's seen it. No, and and That'd I believe really his judgment. Like, also, I think like it's really cool that like he has directed like two team movies of superheroes or like superpower beings, and in both movies he had like wrestling guys. He had like Dave Bautista, Bautista for Guardians, and he had John Cena for. Hell, yeah, he he gave Dave Bautista another amazing dramatic actor that came from wrestling and yeah. had an amazing career after uh, Guardians, yeah. which is awesome. It's it's almost like wrestling is. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm wrestling is like scripted but not fake i'm I'm not one of those people yeah. who's like wrestling is fake like no these people are still getting thrown around it's still hard on your body you want us to bring like uh, license though. hold yet again and to beat your ass no it's, it's fake no i'm saying it's not i'm saying i'm i i'm saying people are getting tossed around like that shit's super hardcore but it's like acting it's performance. but it's but it's acting like it's performance acting like it, it it's almost as if those two things fucking track like yeah, but man, I'm so, dude. I'm well, so excited. I, I'm, I'm I'm so hyped for this fucking movie, man. And I posted on my personal Twitter. It's the second time I get excited about a Suicide Squad movie, and I hope I don't get fooled again because it was the same thing when they released the Queen trailer for the first one. It was like, yeah, Suicide Squad. That's gonna be the movie, you know. Just what it was. Uh, I think it will deliver, but but I'm also really looking forward to seeing this movie. I like just it, think yeah. it's going to be a bloodfest. Oh, and the, like the cast alone, man, like. It's James Gunn. It's it's a, the style of that trailer that sold me on, and then the cast. I, I like all the characters, man. All the actors like are top my my favorite actors in all this movie. Mm-hmm. And I I think I mean again as as with many things, just sort of DC in general. I'm very like it would be really cool if it works out. Am I gonna like bank on it working out? Meh. I'm banking. But it would be really really cool. I mean, Actually, James I can Gunn. bank on this. Yeah, yeah. James Gunn's making like I, I, I trust James Gunn. I don't and know, man. I'm excited. Other thing, yeah. I'm a bit less, a bit less excited about the Suicide Squad movie, but I'm still excited. Is the Suicide Squad game? Kill, eh. kill the Justice League, yeah. What a good fucking review trailer! Like, let's 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 get out eh. of the way for a second. Ah, oh, don't, don't end me. Don't fucking end eh. me. Eh. Don't fucking end me. Eh. Don't. Eh. Uh, don't end me. Like, ah, oh, eh. King Shark. And just fucking 
fucking did, melee fools. Did you say you're looking forward to it? I'm looking. I'm personally looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs> fucking Patrick, you got fucking Superman behind you. Man, oh. I think that this is one of the downsides from the whole fucking game. Let's do evil Superman. I I think the it's kind of like what we were discussing with Black Adam and everything. It's just like they're now. making Superman being bad and being controlled by Brainiac or whatever in order for the Suicide Squad to be. So the it's not only Superman. It's the whole league of like, this time. It's not only Superman bad. A whole league is bad this time. So they no, guess yeah, that's but that. probably it's just like a mind control thing or something. Or oh yeah, just like doing something. It, it's know? Brainiac's mind control. 100%. I think something would have been super cool. It will be like Superman. Like the war is at peace, we have Batman. Well, Batman, Batman. Is not, because you said it's actually so right? like Batman fake. He fakes that. So, so yeah. the, the the actual current rumor is that the 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 Bat person of the league is Red Robin this time, since Batman oh, is okay. technically dead. They're gonna have Red Robin being the Batman standing on the league. Okay, so I think like a cool thing they could have done is having like uh, the war is at peace, but like, we have Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, uh, Red Robin in this case scenario or something. And the thing is, like Amanda Waller, like do, do not does not approve having like these superpower beings, uh, being the ones like ruling the place or like keeping at peace on the world or whatever. So he, she makes her mission to use Task Force X to kill these guys. So these guys like stay good for the whole fucking game, and you feel like a shitty human being because you're killing these heroes for the sake of like the Suicide Squad, but you're forced to do it because you have like the implanted chip in your brain. I think that would have been like more, much more cooler than seeing like, oh well, he's being controlled, so, so fuck it, you know, so like th- that's a like that's a very story heavy driven plot, which I don't think is what the game is going for. Mm-hmm. Like this is that feels like an Arkham plot line, right? And I don't well, feel like that, they're and, continuing like the Arkham. Bridge, yeah, right? but but they don't want to make this an Arkham game. They they, they clearly say that this is not an Arkham game. This is them trying something new and different. They don't want it to be like Arkham. Like just the fact that it's in Metropolis now, not in Gotham. It's already a big first time. This is not Arkham. It's like daylight. It's not gothic. People but, have mentioned like that this was meant to be a yes, Superman game, right? Yes. The, what I want to get to actually is that why I think this is the plot line is going is that Rocksteady, the developers of this game, were working a few years ago on a Superman game. They were doing a Superman game, which I assume the villain was Brainiac, and that game got canceled. For I don't know why, but it did get officially canceled. So I'm thinking what happened is when they started the Suicide Project, Suicide Squad Project, they had all these assets from the Superman game, the Brainiac assets, the Justice League assets, and they're reusing it for the Suicide Squad game. Clearly, I, 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 for me, it's very clear that it was a Superman game that was going to happen. It was going to be a set in Metropolis. Brainiac was going to invade, and that was going to be the plot line of it. And they're given that to the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Interesting. Because they had the assets know, like- done. I, I will say, like, the, the character dynamic between the characters was interesting. Like, the Suicide Squad characters, I, I felt like their their banter and stuff was good. I just, I mean, again, my, my eh is kind of a, like, all right, great. Like, I've kind of, I've seen witty banter between characters before. I just, I guess maybe this game, this game isn't meant for me. I'm going to say that right now. Which is that this game is not meant for me as, a, as, like, a gamer. It's just not my type of game. So everything that happens there is like, okay, yeah, like, I got a couple chuckles, but... Let's also be very clear. Don't let's be very clear. It's also a CGI trailer, not a gameplay trailer. That game is probably never, not even close to being done right now. Mm-hmm. So we can't really tell how the, what the game. Like I don't know what the game is still because from all the descriptions of it, it doesn't have any of the wording of the games like Destiny and Anthem have. 
So it doesn't seem to be a, a gas, a games as a service type game because it doesn't have any of the evolving world like the mm-hmm. Avengers game has and all that wording that comes with those games. It doesn't have any of that. And it is a single player. It, it, like devs have come out and said it's a single player type game where you can play a whole single player and you can switch characters on the go. Like you can be playing Boomerang and press a button, you're not playing Deadshot, right? right. Like, so kind of uh, like the GTA? Like, like GTA, like... yeah. Like, kind of like the GTA 5 dynamic. So it doesn't seem like those online only games like Destiny is. It mm-hmm. seems like, but it also seems like a shooter because you have King Shark using a machine gun. Well, also you have like Boomerang, like, teleporting with their with his boomerang or something well, that was that like teleporting or was that super speed i don't even get what that was, it was like uh, yeah the, i i don't get it which I which i saw that first thing i was like did i not know about boomerang's powers right yeah like, boomerang <laughs> has superpowers did i not yeah. know that really also like i need to make this kind of like highlight like see we were talking about wrestlers like john cena and uh oh yeah artists, okay, uh, okay as heroes or something like, King Shark is played by another fucking wrestler in yeah. this game uh, called Samoa Joe, a fucking badass of the game. So, mm. yeah, I just have to say it. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, like, man, I, I, man, I, 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 I like a Suicide Squad. I like the banter. That's why I'm excited the most. I can't talk about the gameplay because I don't know how the game is going to play. That's but, true. But I'm that's, not happy. Thing, I, like, I like Suicide Squad content. I like them. Give me more. The, yeah, the right. only thing, like, is what, I'm, what I mentioned to you. Like, I think... Just like this structure of like this guy is being infected by a virus and turning yeah. bad or whatever, or being mind control like that. Like I think it would have been cool to like actually play the bad guys, like being Harley Quinn and like fucking killing Red Robin, and you having to deal with the moral consequence of like you kill uh, one of the greatest uh, heroes uh, of Earth. You know? I mean, that's still gonna like again if they do go the route or we of we kill them, that is still happening because an actual superhero story wouldn't be, yeah, you gotta whack Superman. It's no, you're gonna go to the fucking Brainiac mothership and deactivate the Brainiac technology to get them acting like themselves. I still feel like we can have that if they're going to be like, if we have a scene where we have Harley Quinn shoot Red Robin in the head instead of trying to save him, that's going to be the same feeling because I just killed Red Robin. I just killed the Red Robin. I just killed the Flash. I just killed, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to do that. They, I, like, since this is the Arkham continuation, they might want to keep the Justice League alive for future games. But if there is a world where we're killing them, I think it's the same effect. Even if they're under mind control, it's still like, fuck, I just no, whacked uh, Superman. I, I know, and, and I get what you're saying, but it's, it's kind of like, it, it's, yeah, sure, it has kind of like the, the feeling, but also like it, it takes away kind of like the fact of, uh, of like fully conscious kind of like character, you know, because in this kind of scenario, you're like dealing with Superman that he's been like controlled and he's like a, almost like a force of nature. So you have to stop it. So instead of like trying to stop it, like you're actually meant to kill him, like just because you have to kill him, you know, like because, because he's, like, this thing that is this impending, like yeah, Amanda Waller, you know? Amanda Waller wants a reason she unleashes her squad on someone. Yeah, exactly. Also, I, I did really like the way the trailer is structured because I had no idea the game was called Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. I thought it was just called Suicide Squad. So when I was caught by surprise. Like, oh, Superman! I was like, oh. This is the Arkham continuation. They want to have a Superman cameo to set up a future Superman game. Oh, well, I, I, it's evil Superman that. again. And then, oh, and then a title crawl. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I like that. I, I like that uh, little gag from uh, King Shark at the end of like, the trailer saying like, oh, the, the mighty Superman, the mighty Superman just saved a, a human yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a mighty Superman. I did think that was pretty funny. That, 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 was pretty I funny. Will, that one got a good chuckle out of me. Where yeah, he's 
Yeah. yeah. And again, that's a Harley Quinn King Shark nerd archetype that I love so much. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I, I like it. I'm, again, I'm excited about the game. I, I hope, like, again, I, I think it's going to play like uh, Sunset Overdrive, that it one Xbox game that became multiplat. And if that's how it plays, like Sunset Overdrive was a very fun game to play. Well, the, so, the gameplay for, well, it's not even gameplay, but just like the way Captain Boomerang moves kind of looks like the Sunset Overdrive thing. Yeah, yeah, it does. So I, I, I want to see more about it. It's a, it's a 2022 game, so it's probably not even you know, beta build yet. So that's why it's only a cinematic only thing. I don't know. I'm excited. So it's, it's, man, I'm telling you, 2021 is the year of King Shark. And I'm, I'm all here for it. <laughs> the year of King Shark. The King it, Shark. It's the, it's the year of King Shark. 2021, you write it. that down. We, we have seen it coming, you know, like with the whole uh, <laughs> baby shark thing. Like, yeah, we oh, have yeah. Seen, baby that, that, was, that was like a note or something. Yeah, that, 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 was, mm. that was a foreshadowing for the year of King Shark. And dude, actually, you know what I found out? The King Shark's part of the Flash series, the TV show. The, really? the, current, the current CW thing? Yeah, so I was, I, was Interesting. Up, I was looking up King Shark's memes to use as my background, and I found out that this, uh, he's a villain on a CW, on the second season of the CW of Flash Show. The episode's called the King Shark, actually. And it has both King Shark and Gorilla Grodd on it. I do remember Grodd being they, in they the Flash bo- series. They are both CGI monstrosities that look disgustingly bad but again, oh, really? I, stopped, I stopped watching the flash and arrow and what are the and a bunch of the other ones a while Supergirl, ago but Bad yeah Woman. edge of tomorrow the uh, uh, team of tomorrow what's the name uh heroes of tomorrow heroes of tomorrow nonsense yeah yeah it's whatever well, well but, any, uh, any, fi- any closing thoughts on a dc fandom um yeah i also well it, the thing is not confirmed like and, and i hate when they, they do this kind of this kind of stuff but i remember that they mentioned like this guy is getting like a movie or like a comeback or something i'm going to show it and I oh, hope you, you guys recognize him static shock yeah 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 hell out of those cartoons cool. as a kid yeah. static good. shock was the best i really hope they make that movie like that would be that would just make that would make my like young the young little kid me that used to watch saturday morning cartoons that would make me so happy yeah to, I love, to see, like, like the sad thing shark. is they said like it's in talks and usually when they say it's in talks it's like we're not going to hear about this project like in a fucking for while. A while for a minute but man like this cartoon was like the fucking shit back in the day like, oh yeah and and I remember like when when I found out that Static Shock was like a DC property, I was like, man, where are they coming from? This guy, like, like he was one of my heroes from childhood. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they, I know in Young Justice they allude to him, but it's like he's a, it's before he's like it, they show a kid with his powers, and you know that it's Static Shock, but they never actually like you never see him do anything. So they played with the character in animated stuff before, and they've like. The character outside of specifically the Static Shock TV show, like they've shown Static Shock in context with the rest of the, you know, DC characters, but it's still like more. I need more. I need more. Yeah, I think that they mentioned like they're going to bring back like his comic book and like some like th- they said something about my- milestone comics or something that supposedly has something to do with Static Shock, and they're going to do like podcasts, kind of like us. Yeah, and like all these kind of properties, and they mentioned like the future film for Static Shock, but oh, it's in the yes, it's in the please. works. Yes, but please. but I think That's it's long time. overdue, like yes, really long please. overdue. Yeah. Um, What's so, your closing thoughts on DC Phantom, Stafford? My closing thoughts, uh, specifically, I didn't I didn't see anything about it until we were sharing links and talking about what was what was all announced. Um, but 
seeing them talk a little bit more about the the Justice Society and some of like the old, 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 uh, you know, Justice League or whatever, you know, the the previous Sil- Do- what was it, Silver Do- Age, Doctor Bronze Age. Age comics. Yeah, Silver um, Age. Yeah. So the reason and and the thing is, there's specifically one character that I love, and it's oh, no. and it's totally not at all. Funnily enough, it's not at all because of how it relates to like the Justice Society or whatever, there and it's go. Sandman. Okay, yeah. Because oh yeah they also yeah something about yeah because because yeah. he was part of he's part of the uh, Justice Society or whatever the like from again the Justice League but from the Silver Age he's part of that group and the reason that I love him so much is because Neil Gaiman did a, a short story set in the Sandman universe and because Sandman is part of the DC it's DC's Vertigo label so I'm sure we'll never actually see Sandman make an appearance in any DC film but it did make, it was like such a cool short story tie into the character of like the reason the character took the name Sandman. And this is of course, again, this isn't official. This is part of the Vertigo label, but basically in the, over the course of the short story, it's revealed that the reason the Sandman is the Sandman is because it, his story or like he, him being the Sandman in the Silver Age comics take place while the, while dream of the endless is locked up. Mm-hmm. and been like separated from the dreaming as a whole i'm going we are, we're going into deep lore here yeah um but point is basically dream or like the dream world is looking for somebody to just like fill that role like it's sort of like it's its own entity in a weird way so like it's looking for a new person to take over and so it latches onto this guy because this guy like wanted to be a hero or like wanted to help or met some sort of criteria so the reason he's the Sandman and the reason he's all about like sleep gas and sleep related stuff and blah, 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 is that the dreaming has actually like kind of latched onto him and is like grooming him to become the next dream, the next like dream King. And I was like, Oh man, that's super cool. And like him and him and dream actually have a, like a brief conversation. And like, it was just, I don't know. Again, it was just, it was one of those, like for me contextualizing that character that I had previously not really like kind of not really cared about in, in something that I did care about in this really cool way. I was like, yes, please. I know, I know it will not be what if they do an animated silver age justice society of friends or whatever, I'm sure none of my Sandman wet dreams will come into play, but it'll make me happy as <laughs> it'll a be fan. Something. It'll yeah. be, uh, it'll be a personal connection I have with that character of in my head canon. The reason he's there is because dream is locked up in a basement somewhere and the dreaming is making him do it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about Sam and Lord, but uh, that's cool. But it sounds nice. Yeah. So- sounds very deep. Again, I'm I'm a I'm a greasy nerd who reads comic books, man. Like Sandman is, I, l- I love that shit. Oh my god. Well, supposedly, so like, and, and I don't mean to go like into an, another hour long conversation or something, but supposedly mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was about to do like a Sandman movie and then never come to fruition, right? They've tried and tried. Like people have been trying to get a hold of that for for film for a while. So I've so I've been told. There's been a lot of like talks and this and that, and everybody said, oh, I want to do it, and like. I think part of the problem is it's not a kind of story that lends itself very well to film. Like there are certain short stories within the Sandman comics that I would, I would see like, Oh, this could be an interesting film, but like the overall story of the endless is one. That's a lot of like introspection and a lot of like internal monologues of characters. And it's very slow pacing and the stakes are kind of weird because the characters are inherently undefeatable. So it's sort of like, 
again, it just like I'm I'm not saying I wouldn't be opposed. Like I would love to see it on the big screen, but it's one of those things that is really hard to do on the big screen. And I think probably because of that, they're reluctant to share the um, the property with you know with a with a director with with a film team just to because because they're cautious about like it's not a story that's really conducive to film. Is it not conducive to film, or is it not conducive to superhero films? I don't feel like the story is not conducive to film. I feel like it doesn't fit the format of a 101 Marvel or DC superhero film of fighting the big bad of punches and shit. I feel like it could be done on film as just a different type of film. It definitely could not be done as a superhero movie. It definitely yeah. could not be done as a superhero. I, I think even as like even as on its own standalone film, I think it would still be very very hard to do. Couldn't be done. Like not some... impossible. I'm definitely not gonna say it's impossible. And I would like, love to see it. I like, just think it would be hard. This is the format that made Donnie Darko, right? I feel like it is like it's it's a thing it could be done, you know? It could be done. No, absolutely. Yeah. I just think they're reluctant to let somebody try because it's hard. Yeah. That's also my theory. Like, and like it doesn't sound like a really profitable film just for cautious audiences, right? Yeah. No, it does not. Yeah, that's that's also well, and also the Sandman hype has died down as well. So like the character, I think like '90s was when it had its like huge. Everybody was like super into the Sandman in the comics world, and now it's it's like people know the Sandman, but it, the hype for the Sandman isn't there as much. I think I could be wrong. I think, um, and so there's you know it's not like the hype train's not there right now. The audience, it doesn't, it doesn't really fit a traditional superhero audience. So it's if it has like DC's label on it and people go expecting a DC movie, it's going to be some way different shit because it's a side of DC that's that's way different. That's again, it's their Vertigo label where they do all their yeah. like weird random other <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I would again, I would love to see it. Believe me, I would one hundred percent go and see that movie opening night. I just, I understand their reluctance to share the the property, like. I get it. It's, All right. It's, it's sort of weird. Uh, my highlight for the DC fandom event is obviously going to be King Shark and his Suicide Squad. But uh, it's King Shark's Suicide Squad. Yes. yes. Not, it, yeah, okay. it, it, it's uh, the same way Justice League not, is Not bad. even James Gunn's Suicide Squad. No, it's, it's King, King Shark's Shark. Suicide Squad. It's the same way uh, Justice League is uh, Batman and Friends or Superman and Friends. Suicide Squad is King Shark and Friends. And I'm so okay. happy. King. Good, like, good to know. Good to 2021 know. is going to be the year of the shark. You all write it down. Here's a shark. Y'all get a yell, but y'all, y'all are not ready for the resurgence of King Shark. And yeah, that's that's my highlight of DC fandom. Uh, we're going to be a bit over here in time, so let's not do a any bit. recommendations. Let's not do any recommendations this time. It's just, I think this whole thing was one big series of recommendations. I guess so, yeah. That's a good point. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was our opinions on DC fandom and uh, everything we love hate. And uh, I, I want to have the luck and the willpower of the Snyder fans one day in my life. That's my only wish. And, Good to know. Uh, yeah, I'll find a genie. See what I can genie. do. If I, if I had one wish, like I want to have the luck of Zack Snyder fans. That's what I want. Well, anyone else want to say anything before we wrap up? Nope. See you in two weeks. Awesome. Yeah. See you in two weeks. <laughs>